The Off the Huzzle podcast recording live from Regina, Saskatchewan, presented by Rolo Golf. Now, here are your hosts, Drew Koser, Troy Koser, Turner Ripplinger, Tori Coughlin. Reminder, Off the Huzzle podcast is found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and even YouTube. Now sit back and enjoy the podcast. Alrighty, we're back. Episode 144 of the Off the Huzzle podcast presented by Rolo Golf. Yep, Rolo Golf. Reminder, at their website, at checkout, Huzzle 25 for 25% off on all orders at checkout. So check out Rolo Golf today. If you're watching uh, on YouTube, Troy's wearing uh, the tequila shirt. Um, I don't know what Tori's got on right now, but he'll have something on in a bit. But uh, yeah, Rolo Golf is the best, uh, best year in the game right now, so check him out. Uh, yeah. Here we go, episode 144. We're joined here by my brother, original co-host, Troy Coaster, and all the way down Alabama, Tori Coglin. How are you, man? Troy, I'm stoked that you're on because I, I thought earlier Drew said it might just be me and him. So, fired oh. up. We got a little double tease. Oh, glad to be here with the fellas on this fine Monday evening. The boys are back. Also, go. hey, quick, um, on last week's podcast, the numbers were great, so... Uh, huge shout out to Benny again. That was awesome. Uh, he also just got his uh, his swag bag of Rolo Golf attire. Uh, he will also be wearing Rolo Golf alongside Drew Coaster, Troy Coaster, Turner Ripplinger, Troy Codlin, Adam Sandler, and now Zach Benson. So um, the boys are wearing Hazel, Hazel bump alert. Yeah. He went off one and one the next game. Dude, that was a sick goal. The spin rama That was kind of nasty. It's not bad. Yeah. He's, he's not, not bad for an 18 year old. He's not bad. Guy that just plays Fortnite and scores goals in the NHL, so weird. Uh, but no, I got a lot of texts. Uh, a lot of people said it was really good, uh, really good show. So, um, you know, kudos to us, obviously, and kudos to Zach for uh, jumping on. And hopefully, if he is at the World Juniors, we'll get him on after they win gold. You know, knock on wood. So, yeah. What's up, boys? Where are we at? Bama. Okay, you just, you just had to, had to get me fired up, eh? Now, okay, Tori, I, I have to ask you a question. If you are not the president of FSU, are you not absolutely choked right now? Honestly, I know you're not I'm, Alabama Crimson oh, Tide no, fan, right? Li- listen, listen. I'm If I'm FSU, I'm pissed as you can get. If Bama didn't get in, I'd be pissed as can get. To tell you the truth, and I've told a lot of people this, I still think Georgia's the best team in the country. If you want to go four best, put Georgia in there. I wouldn't have been pissed if they got in ahead of us, even though we beat them. So does it okay, you're the college guy. You've gotten me into the college game, but is it a is it a political thing? Is that how Bama got in? Because A, let's let's not let's let's be honest. Bama's good. Bama's really good. FSU goes 13 and 0. They're on a third string quarterback, right? Okay. So are they thinking, okay, ratings might drop they won't have a chance um is there money involved in for next year years down the road let's uh teach me teach me okay so here here's the thing first of all i i do i don't i don't think the committee gets drawn into the money but there is there is a possibility because Bama's gonna draw more shit than fsu um also again the like the like you just said the quarterback situation 
has something to do with it. But if you look at the schedules, and and they showed, I don't know if you watched the the show. I'm I'm guessing you didn't, but I think a lot of it came down to strength of schedule. FSU had the 55th hardest schedule. Alabama had the fifth. FSU went three and zero against top twenty five teams, or two and zero, and Alabama went four and one. And the one is the number three team in the nation, and they well, beat the number one team. So, if I, I understand that Florida State didn't lose, but you know, obviously Homer thing, who the fuck did they play? Right. Like if Syracuse's defense could catch a damn football, Florida State might have lost right. on uh, Saturday night. I don't know if you watched that game. I did actually. You kind of got me into the old college football here. So I have a question and a statement. Question: How come the Ducks aren't in? Because they lost twice. But it wasn't Washington there... beat them twice? Oh, that's right, 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 right. I thought. Next me... question. I'll no, keep going. Next I'm one's hot a, now. No, the next one's a statement, and and I'm just being honest. I think Roll Tide, Roll Tide is going to win the championship. I really do. I mean, they are a good football team. Michigan's good too, but if I had to put uh, a five dollar wager on uh, Bet99.com, it would be Alabama. I think that's who. That's who I'm taking. Yeah, I mean, obviously my my heart gets in front of my brain, but I think it'll be Bama, Texas in the final. The Longhorns. I think they're going to wow. smoke smoke Washington. I could be wrong. Washington might beat them by thirty, but that's just that's just what I think. Wow. Hey, I have a question for uh, two football guys because I I was watching Overdrive today, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure I heard what I heard was that. NFL referees, it's not their full-time job. Well, I would hope it is. They're getting paid Did, massive amounts of no, money. No, no, so that, like, this is what I'm asking. Is they, uh, I forgot who said it. Maybe is, um, Are you talking maybe. NFL or college football? The NFL. College foot- oh, okay. The NFL, and they said refs aren't full-time employees. And then uh, Noodles from Overdrive is like, if I'm a fan and I'm putting X amount of dollars on events or whatever it is or games, it should they should, you should say, hey, ref, you're getting paid $500,000 a year, and you better be good at refing. You know, you're getting paid X amount of dollars, but he made it sound like they don't get, it's not their full-time job. So I, just, I, was, I wasn't sure. He has watched football more than I do, so. Today is actually the first time I heard that, too, that they weren't full-time employees. Uh, I, I Again, Troy just said it, but I do know for a fact, college, college uh, refs, that's not their full-time job. They travel on Friday. Ref the game Saturday, go back home so, and work, I, you know, they're nine to five. Can I interject real quick? Go sure. for it. Dr. Google, NFL referees are considered great part-time employees. Many NFL referees have careers outside of football, ranging from professions like lawyers, teachers, and business executives to various other fields. There, we just learned something there, fellas. So, but I, yeah, no, I would. You know that famous ref in the NFL with the huge guns? I don't I don't know his name, but you know who I'm talking about? Yes. He he owns like he's got like a warehouse. He he has some sort of clothing business and apparel business. Shout out Rolo. It's not as good as Rolo, but he tries. But so yeah, he like he's got a regular job. But what I'm getting at is though is that for I know a few NHL referees and their full time job is 
every like they're flying the game to game and they're making you know x amount of dollars and that's their job so shouldn't the nfl which is probably one of the larger sport markets in the world i'm guessing these are football guys and number two you know, next Tory to and soccer's on ten thousand dollar bet on a game and they just have this guy from the local rugby club repping tonight you know like well one it's not guy I, from a rugby club you yeah. got these, these refs have they have yes. a background, right? They've been a part of the league for a long, long, long time. I mean, it's an honor for them to coach, or sorry, ref a, a playoff game, let alone a Super Bowl. I mean, a lot of times when you watch a Super Bowl, you'll see that the referee, you know, for example, Ed Hawk, Hockley, I believe his name was. He's retired now, but I mean, he had he had done 14 Super Bowls, right? I mean, right. that's an honor to them. Well, for sure it is. So they're I not just come, they're not just coming from the back alley going, "Hey, I'll take a paycheck and a chicken wing." You know no, what no, I mean? I, I get that, but I'm just looking at it as like, I, I bet if you Google nowadays, does NBA have are they full time refs? Does you know NHL are like? Yeah, but but it, you you can't really compare NBA and NHL because the NFL guys, it's it's not like they did a Friday night game, you know, right before. Like NHL and NBA, that can be a full time job because there's 82 games in a year. Right, NFL. But there's they, what seventeen games. Correct, but couldn't they, you know, do the Monday night game and then do the Thursday night game and then do the Sunday night game? You know, that's three games in a week. Hey, have you looked at these? Refs? I guess they're they not, could. They're, but... they're not that young, Drew. A lot of them are same ages. I, hey, I, I, I'm not saying they're much. bad or good. I'm just saying that if I'm, uh, you know, I would want them to be a full time employee of the NFL. If sure, Drew. There's fifteen. There's fifteen games a week. You can't. You can't have every single ref doing Thursday and Monday. Those two days only have one game. Tori, you, you forgot by a week, say. So okay, well, thirteen fuck, to fourteen. Sorry. My bad. No, My but bad. To, some I, some I, weeks I, only have thirteen games. But. I see what Drew's saying, and if you go to last night, for example, the Sunday nighter. I don't know if you guys watched it at all. Right? That was the Philly and the San Fran game, correct? No, no, no. Can't, the nighters. Kansas City was in Green Bay, right? Like, that you know, missed pass I, interference was disgusting. Thank you, Torres. That's what I was just getting at, right? And and they can challenge it, right? Yet, what was it? Three minutes before roughing the passer on Patty Mahomes, was he was still in play? He wasn't even out. He wasn't. He hadn't even touched the white on the sideline yet. The to guy me, the, blinked too hard at him. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it. the refing in the NFL this year has been just honestly atrocious. Like they, it's almost like they're making them the third team. You have your home, you're away, and then you have another team. And the refs are just, to, in my opinion, dictating the winner of the game. Fair enough. Okay. Sorry, we, can we you mute me? A, a long time on uh, NFL there. Do we want to do quickly here NHL, or do you want to go to golf news, or where do you want to go from this one before we go to our guest today? Uh, Let's go with what do you want to go with drew you're the host well I, i'm game for whatever i'd love to talk about tiger i mean i didn't watch much of his golf but i mean i noticed that he shot even and you know finished even for the you know the week but i had a question and tori might be able to answer this more and sort of troy has both watched more golf you know than i do um correct me if i'm wrong but i saw that there was 20 players this past week yeah, it was an invitational like it, it, it it's not an official pga tour event Oh, okay. Makes sense then. Yeah. Dash one. Like it doesn't count to points or anything like that. They just go and make a guaranteed check. Okay. Dash one. Thank you. Some great golf though. I mean, Tiger, he came out and he did what he wanted to do. I mean, first round he was 
I believe, and I'm sure someone out there is going to say, no, Troy's wrong. I think he was four under after nine. Then he absolutely crapped the bed, the back nine. His, his last, and he even said, my last four holes killed me. Second day, he came out, fired darts. He, he made the cut. I mean, I think I think overall, Tiger was happy with his game. I mean. Can we talk quickly about how jacked he is? He is shredded. You know, it's unfortunate, though, Tiger is starting to age. And you, you can you tell. See it in his, you see it in his in his face for sure. Yes. You see his arms though. He just yoked. That guy's carrying around wheelbarrows around the golf course. <laughs> that guy. Uh, Sheff- Scheffler ends up pulling off the win. Um, I like that. Scotty, hey, did you guys notice he's got the whole beard thing going on now? I don't know if it's for yeah. a 2024 thing that he's planning on, but. Uh, Tori, I wanted to quickly. Uh, okay. So anyways, so Tiger's back. He's playing. He wants to play more events. I, I heard the interview there. Um, he, he 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 did say that he was a little fatigued and whatnot. So uh, hopefully there's more Tiger down the road. You know, it's funny, Drew, because Dad had asked the other day, he goes, well, how come Tiger doesn't just join the senior tour? And I said, well, he's not of age yet, dude. He's not like you at 65 collecting a check, you know? Right. He said, you got to wait till you get to a certain age before you can go to that tour. <laughs> uh, Tori, Wilson, fur update. That's one of my notes today. Where are we at with Wilson? I have not talked to him. I'm sorry. Uh, that's all right. That's an answer. It's better than not sure. There, there's uh, nothing. There's nothing going on yet for them. I don't. I don't think he'll play a tournament until the New Year. Okay. Uh, so I, I just wanted to stick with the golf talk real quick and ask both your guys your opinions. So they set out the list yesterday for 2023 PGA Golf for the year. So you had, uh, if I can remember correctly, off the top of my head, Brian Harmon. Scotty Scheffler, uh, Victor Hovland. I know Rory was on that list, and I Johnny Rom was on that list. I think there was five. I might be missing one, and I'm sorry if I am. Can I ask you two a question? Yes, maybe. Why? Why is Rory McIlroy on that list of golfer of the year in 2023? I don't know. I think it should be Poulter. That's a joke. That's a limb oh, joke. Okay. Yeah, I know. I I I, I thought I'll ask because we have five minutes here and I have one more thing to talk about. Um golfer of the year. Does that go hand in hand with Liv or is it just straight PGA golfers? No, that was the list PGA that Tour. PGA put out, yes. Well, you, you don't have to answer me why you don't think McElroy's on there. Just give me your vote. Who's your golfer of the year out of those five? I, I you know Chef. what I mean? Well, Scotty Scheffler. Scheffler and who'd you say, Tori? Chef. Scheffler. And I We'll go against both of you, honestly. I I really think Victor Hovland is golfer of the year. He has played oh, unbelievable. Good, good pick, yeah. I say he's number two. I guess we'll see when they announce that. I know uh, Drew had some more stuff he wanted to yak about. So uh, over to you. Uh, just well, quickly here. I mean, I don't know because we don't have much time to talk about all the NHL teams, but uh, quickly on the Oilers and quickly on the Leafs and obviously the trade. I'll break down. Obviously, it was uh, Zadorov over to Vancouver. Um. Vancouver is getting bigger and stronger, and they're continuing their their win their winning winning ways. Uh, quickly on the others, one minute wrap up, Troy. We're on a heater. We're on a heater, but Elliot Friedman and his Thirty Two Thoughts podcast today. No free ads. I don't understand why, but Jackie Campbell he's apparently coming back sometime within the next fourteen days, and uh, I hope he does. Hope he we'll wins the Besna. You know, Drew, I do too, but 
when you're an 834 save percentage in the NHL regular yeah, season, so many games in, and they want him out of the city, and now he's an 854 in the AHL, he's like the goat it, to me. I don't know, but that being said, they keep playing um, my boy right Skinner and not Skinner. giving Pickard a chance. They're on a heater. Let's enjoy it. That's it. Right? it That's is. all I got. Con- Connor, Connor, Connor is playing unbelievable right now. And uh, yeah. I... All right. There it is. I can't yeah. believe he went for a third and a fifth. But I'm guessing that's free up cap space. Are you talking about Zadorov? Did he not? Wasn't it a third and a fifth? Oh, you kind of yeah, jumped yeah. over well, to the flames so real that, quick. Yeah. 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 So that one would be because the rumor has it right now is that uh, Shillington is coming back right away. So. Uh, he was uh, reported stating actually the next morning already. So, and he was the he's a sick demon that was kind of out all of last year and most of this year already. So, I think okay, I'm jumping right all over the damn place. My yeah. bad. No, it's okay. We're following up. And then I just saw Drew that the Flames are looking at moving Tanev now too. It was yeah. reported that the Oilers were looking at him, but actually, surprise, surprise, guess who's probably going to be the trade partner? I heard the Leafs initially. The Maple Leafs goes into our minute recap here with Tori and the Leafs. I got nothing. It, it's been kind of a wild week. My my wife's uh, grandfather unfortunately right. passed away, so we've been dealing with that Wednesday to Saturday. So I haven't, I didn't watch them last week. But I'll tell you what, Boston's a problem. Good night. They are running away with that division. Yep. Well, it helps when you not only have one really good goalie, but when you have another guy that's really good too, and even one one A. Uh, and I can speak from that experience at a different level last year. I had a guy to put in the net any given night, and uh, I we had a chance, and we had a feeling that we 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 would win. So, uh, speaking of heaters and good teams, what about the Arizona Coyotes? Oh my dear lord! Look, and, I hope they make wow. the playoffs. That'd and be awesome. Sassy boy Connor Ingram kicking for the fellas there. So Imperial Sask, um, he's he's helping the boys out there up in uh, Arizona. Quickly, my last note here, um, before we go to our guest today. Should we, as the podcast, as of now, or starting next podcast, obviously, into the new year and so on, maybe pick once a month or twice a month, should we do a call-in show live on the pod? Yes, yes, yes. Thousand percent. Okay, so uh, I'll put that on Instagram. But if we don't like the questions, we can hang up on them real quick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay, so. What are y'all doing for Christmas break? Are you guys staying in town? Well, I was going to head down to Alabama with Jill. Don that new sweater she hasn't got yet. Well, come on down. I'm going home to Regina. So uh, our guest has just joined in our other room here. Uh, fellas, today we are pleased to have on, you know, back on episode five, this guest was on, and we recorded from my cell phone to cell phone connection. Um, he's a funny guy, man. This guy, he has a lot of stories, good player, can, um, can put him back. Not so much anymore. Uh, father of two new and uh, recently married. So, uh, Troy, you grew up with them. Tori, you know, from just golfing. Uh, pleased to have on today, episode 144 on the Off Thousand Podcast. Sean McNall, we hope you enjoy it. Don't miss Steak Night every Thursday at Tower Cafe, Willie's Tap House, and 1124 Social House. Get a delicious certified Angus beef seared and done to your perfection. Every steak includes fries, salad, and garlic toast for just $13.50. Bring your friends and family and enjoy delicious appetizers as well, including cheesy pepper bites, deep fried mushrooms, and more. 
dine-in, take-out, or delivery at Tower Cafe, Willie's Tap House, and 1124 Social House. You're listening to Off the Hosel, episode 144, brought to you by Rollo Golf. Now, here's your host, Corey, Drew, and Troy Toy. Oh, and it's starring me, Sean McNall. There it is, episode 144. Pleased to have on today, Sean McNall. Uh, all-time leader. Games played by a goaltender in the Adult Safe Hockey League of Regina, Saskatchewan. He's been, to, he's been to Provincials in Saskatoon a few times. He's a great golfer. You used to be able to throw him back with the best of them. Unbelievable gambler on the golf course. This guy. We had him on episode five the last time, folks. We did it on a phone, on Anchor. And it was sizzling all right. Sean <laughs> and I were on a podcast, 1v1. Uh, it was a battle, but got lots of views. Pleased to have back on today, uh, Noller. What's going on, man? How are you? I'm good. I uh, Thanks for having me, guys. I'm super pumped to be here. Stayed at work late just so you didn't have to see what my dungy basement looks like. <laughs> Fuck, uh, it looks like you're getting ready for Halloween. It looks like Johnny Depp from Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas and Jeffrey Dahmer had a kid. Thank you. Good thing I got my hair cut or you would have been really creeped out. <laughs> it looks like there's not a whole lot to cut anymore. No, no. Boat, though. I've talked to my hair and I said, the war is not over. Stop receding. Not listening. <laughs> I like, I like yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I'm 43 now. So I just, I'm, I'm over giving a shit about my hair and my looks. I'm married, I'm, kids, blah, blah, blah. So speaking I'm of that, giving up. Newly married. Once, two one new, at a time, guys. Two, one at a time, two, please. Hey, two <laughs> new boys married. Let's talk about that because I know there's some people that have texted me in the past and over this last six months said, hey, how is Nollers Golf Game going to handle having two little rug rats buzzing around, uh, you know, being a dad now? How's it going? Uh, you know what? Actually, my wife's been incredibly good. The first year with our youngest, who's 17 months, when we had him, I think I played 80 rounds that year. And then last year she was pregnant and we had the kids still. And I think I played 70 rounds. So our thing has always been because I don't have a lot of hobbies that I get to play my golf. Obviously I've dialed it back a little bit. doesn't sound like it because 70 rounds for a lot of guys is like more than me. That's, yeah. yeah. Well, more than you for sure. Three that's years the last ago. decade for three, three, three years equivalent. Yep. Yeah, so I would usually be playing like around 90 rounds. So I've, let's just say I've cut back like 20%. And then by hockey, I'd play like 100 games a year because if you don't know, I play net. And so you always get calls and I don't go to the gym and I enjoy being there. It's something to do in the winters. So I usually play on a couple teams. I've dialed that back to one team, probably only play. Last year I played 60 games. This year I'll probably dial it back to like 40 games. I'm putting in a hundred percent at home so that when the summer comes, I can <laughs> somewhat disappear. But I understand the world is a little different now where you can't just leave your wife at home and say good luck. I'll be at the course. Uh so it, yeah, it's uh it's busy. 
it's definitely life-changing. Um, I'm not into babies, <laughs> uh, but the, my child now, you might want to edit months. that one out. Well, I'm, I don't know. I'm being honest. Like I've maybe looked at my youngest, like about 10 times. He's three weeks old, <laughs> but the other kid I'm with like all the time. And you know what? Like, I love him. It's so much fun now watching them learn and grow. So I, I feel like I actually, it, there's a purpose and it it's right. And it's fitting before I was like, man, I don't think I'm supposed to be a dad. It's even weird saying that I'm a dad now, like, and it's been as long as it has, but you anyways, I'm enjoying it. And there won't be any more. I have a surgery <laughs> book for <laughs> early January. I'm 43 and I don't want to be taking my kid to sports and being like, Hey, is your grandpa coming to all your events? <laughs> hey, Sean, you know, yeah. Drew, my old man was, our old man was 40 when Drew was born, right? It's not that bad. Hmm. You don't get called grandpa. <laughs> that or he was the mailman's kid, one of the two. Yeah, ones. well, honestly, growing up, there was a kid on our hockey team who had parents who would have had him when they were 40 and were like, Jesus, like, how old are your parents? <laughs> Just, and now I'm going to be that guy but it's the world's changed it's a little more normal now but honestly i don't know that's my path i don't really care it's it's taken me a while to mature if i had kids any younger i'd be i don't know they'd they'd have a lot of mental problems (laughs) you know what they still will i couldn't agree more you know what i love though sometimes though and i wake up and and you have your stories on instagram and you're what's uh is it Bo? The one always boner. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's Bodie. But we so call him Bo. When he's buzzing around the house, and then there's been a few videos of you like talking in the background, and the dog absolutely like runs him over. But he's like jacked all like, he doesn't like fall down. He's like stays up pretty good lower half. He only he's... falls when he's standing on his own. He falls a lot. <laughs> I was impressed the other day though, how like he opened the door for the dog. That was that was impressive. So uh, yeah, I did see that. That was nice. Yeah, was the dog can close the door on his own. He can come in. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. Oh, the kid. <laughs> yeah. The kid's getting good at that too. <laughs> Shawnee, we should meet. You should reschedule your, uh, your appointment for like the week of the masters. I'll meet you halfway in like somewhere in Wisconsin. We can hold hands with each other. I think I've said this before on the podcast to somebody. I, I honestly, week. That was my goal was to do it for master's week or weekend. But honestly, I'm so scared. Like I'm scared shitless of having another kid. <laughs> you can't get oh. in there soon enough. Well, I thought you were married. So you, like that might be the next time I get, get a go. Oh, well, I mean, it's your call. Okay. Now we know that. that, Sean's, that uh... That's just two coaster brothers looking at each other going, what the hell's going on? But okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was a little confused there. Uh, so next, uh, okay, so you're, you're married. You have two young uh, boys, a dog. Two boys, yeah. Uh, Bodie and Briggs, a dog named Floyd, cat named Penny, and another cat named Jackie. And the cats are not mine. They came with a marriage. <laughs> so, okay, let's go right into. Some if you want to come over, basically, have a zoo at my house. <laughs> Okay, sorry, Drew. Let's go into some golf stories I want to hear, and so does everyone else want to hear some golf stories from the obviously Canadian Nationals, Men's Am, Mid Am. 
whichever ones you want to go with. Uh, maybe some of your best stories, some of your best moments and times. Uh, obviously off the course, obviously preferable, but uh, obviously on the course as well. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. We, we kind of like talked about those uh, last time we chatted, and I, I like, yeah, I, yeah, it was four <laughs> years ago. So I was like, man, I wonder what the hell we talked about other than how low budget was done at the time. I was like, and there's no video, so I was just laying in my bed talking on the phone, and so we couldn't Legs do that up, this okay. time. Pardon me. Legs up, just on the bed. That oh yeah, so I was just hot. rolling around, pacing, and like I can't do that this time. I'm stuck here. But uh, yeah, I I remember looking back, and it was funny because I listened to that again, and it was talking about like I remember I wasn't playing as good as I had from like 2015 to 2018 ish. I was working on a grip change, and like I'm still kind of working on like golf. The golf swings always evolving you never get to a point where like there that's it i'm locked in that'll be my swing like something will go wrong so you're always tweaking um so it's funny to hear what i was working at then and then should have maybe kept a journal but then who's (laughs) reading it (laughs) nobody so anyways uh yeah the last time we talked i was gonna tell a story about when i went to nationals in um Montreal or is just outside of Montreal's in uh it's called Chateau Bromont so it was like kind of like a ski resort and a golf course there anyway so it was 2016 and I made uh the provincial team and I don't even know what they call it now for the mid and also I placed second and so also on the team was uh Ty Wright and uh dave stewart and like could there be any two better golfers at the time and i'm like i'm on the team with these guys this could be the year because i'm playing some of my better golf that saskatchewan competes in the team event usually it's ontario yeah they they got so many golfers to pull from and so i'm like oh man this is going to be amazing so anyways, we, we, we go to Montreal and I end up being a little bit sick. This was 2016. And I remember when we got there, tragically hip was doing their, their last ever live performance. And so it's Montreal, the nightlife's unreal. Right. And all the guys are going out and I'm like, I'm, I'm like sick. Like I'm just staying here. And they're like, okay, well, we'll see you later. And my brother's also at nationals and we're rooming together and he goes out. Well, like he doesn't party or nothing. So he comes home early. Anyways, I'll carry on with this story. We end up going to, uh, you got to go take a shuttle from Montreal to the Chateau Bromont. It's like an hour away. So the we stay the night in Montreal. Then we go to the tournament. We play our practice around. And, you know, and I, it's again, it's only my second national. So I don't really know what to expect again for courses. I was told the year before in Nova Scotia, the courses weren't, it wasn't that great of a course. And again, I didn't care. I'm at nationals. I'm just taking everything in. So again, we go and the, the course isn't like, I didn't like it. I, I it was kind of, um, yeah, I don't know. I just didn't really like the course that much. So anyways, uh, we get there and then the next we play our practice round. Then the next day, the tourney's starting and I'm like, I'm going to get there early and 
So anyways, I'm trying to get to the course and I put my contact in and I like can't see out of my one eye. Like I can't get my contact in. And I'm like, what is going on? And then uh, like I tried to drive to the course and I like drove there with one eye and I saw the guys there. I'm like, like, guys, I can't even see out of my one eye. Like, what is going on? And they're like, well, I, I don't know. Like, you better get it figured out. I'm like, yeah, like I know. So anyways, I drive back to our hotel and I'm like, holy shit. So I take my contact out. My eye is still killing me. So I sat in bed with like covers on my eye for like 45 minutes. And finally, like the pain went away. My contact could go in. I'm like, okay, here we go. So I head to the course, super fired up. We get there, warm up and everything. Uh, I kind of, I wrote some of this down because I forgot <laughs> some of it. Um, and it, the story just gets worse and worse. But anyways, um, I'm, I'm sitting around, I warm up and then I'm ready to go to the tea and I look in my bag and I'm like, man, it doesn't look right. Something's missing. And I'm like, looking, I'm like, where's my 60? Like, or I had a 58 degree. I don't know which it was. I'm like, what is going on? I'm like, where is it? So like, I'm just panicking. I run, I'm doing laps around the putting green. <laughs> I'm at the range. I'm just like, so I go to the officials. I'm like, I'm missing a wedge. And I'm like, if you find it, can I put in my club during the round? They're like, oh yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, my wedge is missing. So if you can just let everyone know. So I would like go to the pro shop and it's, they don't have much stock in there. So they don't even have a lob wedge. So I can't even buy a wedge off the rack. And so I'm like, okay, I guess I'm starting my round without a wedge and a, a like a lob wedge. Second hole, I'm in the trap. I don't have a sandwich. I go usually 52, 58, 52, 60. I don't have something in the middle. And so I'm having to try and hit these shots with like basically a gap wedge. So then uh, I'm, I, oh yeah. And I did go check the car and I'm like, is it in here? No. So anyways, I, all the mar or all the officials, I've told them I need this wedge. So we get to the ninth hole. I think I've had to hit on the bunker twice now. And there's this marsh or this official driving up. He's waving this, this, this club around like, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Comes up. It's a left-handed 56. I'm like, Oh my, I'm like, it's a right-handed 60. Like, that's not it. And so anyways, I, I, I got to keep playing. I'm like, Oh my God, like how brutal is this? So I finished my 18. I think I three putted the last hole, super pissed off. I was one of the last rounds. So the boys, we all meet up, we go for pizza and your, your scoring's all online. And so we're looking up our, all our scores and I, I we're out for pizza and I look at my score, I'm like 74. I'm like, I shot 75. And they're like, you sure? I'm like, oh yeah, hundred percent. I'm like, could even eat my food. I'm like, I got to go talk to the officials. So I go back down to the scoring area. I drive back to the course by myself and left everyone out for pizza. I'm like, this will drive me nuts. So I got to figure it out. I tell the officials what's going on. They find my card. And I'm like, I look at, I'm like, I signed it wrong. It's not right. The guy keeping my score made like five mistakes i caught two he caught two and we missed one so now i'm like they're like you know what happens i'm like yeah i'm dq'd they're like yeah you're dq'd i'm like 
oh my god i'm like how embarrassing is this so it it, it ended up i was able to play day two because i was still on the team so as a member of the team uh i got to play the next round to count my score towards the team score but after that i couldn't make the cut and carry on and i had to play with the guy again that kept my score and i was like when we got to the team i'm like man like honestly was was your caddy keeping score like what was going on he's like i don't i'm just really sorry man like i and i was like holy shit anyways go back to the car and my club had caught on the edge of the seat when i pulled my bag out and slid down between the door and the side and that's where my wedge was so it was in my so this whole trip and then my brother misses the the cut on day two and he's super competitive and pissed off he's like we're changing the flights and we're getting the hell out of here <laughs> so that afternoon that tuesday we were in a cab back to montreal on our flights heading home three days early like it would it couldn't have gone worse um and it's just made me realize like you know when you're signing your card like focus on what you're doing just because somebody's keeping score doesn't mean they're getting it right so yeah that was that was like an awful um experience at nationals but obviously the next year was a lot more fun because I didn't have a, a DQ on my resume, but I mean, it happens. It's just super, super shitty. Yeah. So Sean, this is going to sound like kind of a stupid question, but on the podcast, you know what I say? There's there no, no such stupid thing. questions, but all three of you that I'm joined with right now. Oh wait, just stupid people. That's correct. <laughs> but all three of you that I've, they're on the podcast and you guys have all played competitive golf right correct yes yes yes. yeah yeah i know the answer that our listeners know i haven't what is what what do you mean somebody else is keeping track of your score why aren't you keeping track of your own score so you are but if i kept track of my own score i'd shoot 62 every round (laughs) yeah that's probably a good reason you're not allowed to so what happens in in any tourney event somebody else is keeping your score. So you switch cards. Then at the bottom of the card, you're keeping your own score. So they're usually perforated at the the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. So you'd peel it off and then you line up the cards and kind of check it off. But if you've never been DQ'd, you're kind of like going through the motions. You're like, Oh yeah, this guy's got it right. And, and now like I literally like, okay, check Mark. But I was like, "Mm -hmm, that's what mm -hmm." I do. We got an air. We got an air. We send it back. Me and him figure it out. He's got to do little initials. So you're never keep you're you're auditing somebody in your group. So are you are you liable on keeping track of their strokes every right. hole? So that, you're, yeah. you're actually yeah, watching. You are one, that's the, two, the, that's three, so that's if I, let's say I shot 70, uh, 74, but I signed for seventy five, that that would be fine. Like I signed for a higher score. But anytime you sign for a lower, you're basically just screwing yourself out of the yeah. stroke. But as soon as you sign for a lower one, it's like somebody cheating. But you know, in tournaments, it's usually not on purpose. And it's like a scorecard error. It happens more often than you think. Um, and I've actually even done it, I think, at the Scotia Wealth one year. But uh, it, was, <laughs> it was on hole 12, which is not a hard, the not number 14. But I was 
I think I was like taking 11 or 12. By that point, you're like, don't even care. Just, and I had to come back in and talk to Coben. And he's like, no, man, you had like, I thought I had a 10, but he's like, you had an 11. Cause he's count, he's walking me through everything. And I went to tell, um, Prosky, I'm like, man, like I had an 11, not a 10. He's like, whatever, we'll just fix it. Like, right. At that point, you're so far out of the tournament. They're not going to tell you like, see you later on, on a, uh, golf Canada event. Yeah. They're going to DQ golf SAS. You're getting DQ'd for sure. And you just know it's coming, but in other tournaments yeah like if i was in the running i'm probably also getting dq'd but since i took a an 11 or whatever for an 82 they're just like you know what thanks we'll fix it battle back with about six birdies and an eagle after that you can but i didn't have that in me (laughs) i was pretty angry the funny thing is i hit it so far right off the tee that I was just short of the tee box on hole 11. And I tried to hit this high roping hook back into 12 fairway, like through this, you know, you know, 11, right? Like I ballooned it. So whoa, 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 whoa. Let's, let's, let's tap the brakes here. You hit from 12 onto hole 11. <laughs> yeah. It went down in front of the tee box and you know, how tight that tee box is. Did so I was trying what to the like fuck happened. I, I just big balloon and somehow I go over, I'm looking, somebody's like, Yeah, it's over here. I'm like, you're kidding. So when I went there, I saw like, I mean, it's a tiny window. And you know, when you're trying to get it up and hook it, one of the one you're gonna smother it or it's not gonna hook. And so I tried to hit this window twice, and I'm like, okay, I'm going back. So I went back. And then I had to hit like a wedge over the trees because they're so tall just to get them back into play on 12 and then finish out my hole. So I was like one, uh, two in the bush, four into the bush, six into the bush. <laughs> I think I was chipping out seven and, and however it finished. But yeah, it was just like not not a good drive. And then instead of, just going back to the tee and taking my lumps. I mean, I wasn't in the tourney anyways. Like, I think I was like probably 75 day one. But yeah, if, if you're not using your head and you just think you're going to hit these, like a, a high hook through a window, that's like, <laughs> that's not an easy shot. It, and especially in a tournament. So I, I was convinced I could hit it, but I'd like to go out there with like a bucket of balls one day and just, and and try and hit it but anyways I did am i talking too was... much wow that, that episode 144 brought to you by roller golf uh no that was awesome today appreciate it we're done <laughs> no that was like the <laughs> longest story ever i love it though hey just to add that story, that was a long story i hope I, it's not hey, like boring I remember and watching shitty. on golf genius watching that on my phone i'm like dq'd oh what did sean do that's my first reaction was like oh no he's gonna be pissed and now i hear it and i I don't know if you told me the full story until today, but. Uh, oh, I, I remember after I went into my room and I was rooming with Ty Wright and he was on the cut line. So he was in another room, but then a bunch of guys came into our room. And when that, when I don't play well, like I want to be left alone. Yeah. Oh, was I angry just sitting there? Like, 
oh my god what a joke and then i'm kind of hoping rye misses the cut so we can go <laughs> home <laughs> okay yeah i have one for you here nolan this is um <laughs> i got a text today you probably tell me who who it is after but i we gotta hear the story though Sash amateur in 2003, I think is the year, is what I'm told. Driving him and a buddy of ours to Nipwin, town fair. He was pretty hammered that night. We were staying at the hotel, Nipwin, right, right across the golf course. He teed off the next day at 7.07 off the 10th hole. He got a wake-up call for 7 in the morning. It was before cell phones and alarms on your phone. He got up, went straight to the 10th tee, hit one out of bounds, <laughs> and then he threw up before he hit a second tee shot. The starter said to Sean, if, you, if, if you're sick, you don't have to play. And Sean said, quote, unquote, dad will kill me if I don't play. <laughs> so that's pretty accurate. Okay. Like, there's it, a reason I quit drinking. Like, I just can't drink enough. So <laughs> when I wake up in the morning, if I've been drinking, like, I am still piled. So we went to, like, some town fair. I We almost got in this fight in, like, downtown Nippon. I, all I remember is I think my tea time was 7.55. I woke up at 7.50 and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it was literally straight to the tea. And I'm like, you know, when you're like beer goggles in the yeah. morning, like uh, the hangover, like that's me. And I'm just like, oh my God, where do I go? <laughs> and the first hole or 10 is like the hardest hole around. I'm just shaking like a leaf. And like literally the starter was like, Sean, you do not have to play today. And like, I would have just reeked in my eye. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, listen, if I don't play and my dad finds out, he will absolutely kill me. I'm like, I am playing. I I did, I did not hit it out of bounds. I hit it in play. I finished my round. I did not puke. Um, but I did get it the the round, and I have no idea what I shot. And so, you, like, do you know who sent the message? Ryan Whittle, Jeff Stasisim. No, you're close to the first name, though. Oh, my brother. Yeah. Really? He goes. It was pretty funny, and he made tell it differently, but that's how I remember it. <laughs> yeah, that's well. Again, I don't know. I would say the way I told is fairly accurate, but you know, like Nippon Hotel is right there. Yeah, so I just remember. remember like walking onto the elevator with my pole cart. And like, I, like hoping the elevator will go faster for me because I was so close to my tea time. Like, uh, what was it? What was the other? I used to do this a lot. I'm not like, I'm definitely not proud of it. I was always taught if you're going to start something, you finish it. Uh, um, and in my drinking days, I would just like not show up for day twos <laughs> because either I was out of it or I was just so hungover I couldn't even show up. One being like our club championship. Uh, we had a, we played, we played the first round. I was tied for the lead and it just poured and poured and poured. And the course was closed for the Sunday for the second round. And I get, and I went out and got piled and I get this call. Hey, we're just going to have a three hole playoff. Just get down here. I'm like, like, I, I'm like, I do not feel well. I'm like, no, I can't. They're like, what do you mean? Like, oh, I just got, I got a flat tire. They're like, what? You're, you're in the playoff for the club champ. I'm like, no, got a flat tire. They're like, well, we'll come get you. I'm like, no, I got to deal with this. I got to get it looked after. And like, I didn't have a flat tire. I just like literally couldn't get out of bed. So <laughs> even I was so long over. 
right. Even want to win the club or have a chance. There's three of us. Right. And I can't remember who ended up winning that year. And then another one was the Royal Regina club champ. I remember I woke up on a friend's couch and I was like, Oh, I got to go. I got a tea time and I'm late. I'm getting missing these calls. And I'm like, listen, I'm on my way. Relax. I'll be there for my time. So I get there. I'm like five minutes late and Dean Brown's running the tea. And he goes, you're hitting three off the first tee. That's penalty for being late. I'm like, shut up. It's club champ. He's like, no, you're I'm serious. I'm like, <laughs> okay. So I think I was playing with like Doug Mater and uh yeah, boys. and uh Jimmy Tazakis. And so uh I I'm like, is this ridiculous? I'm I, I took a seven on the first hole. I can't even see my ball, like I'm just like out of it. I get to the fifth hole and I'm like guys I I just not into this I'm leaving so I gave my card and went home after five holes like who does like if that happens to me these days like I will give it to that guy for leaving like I will let him know what I think of him walking off the course like that so not proud of it it's something I've done um and again like there's a reason I don't drink well I drink very infrequently now <laughs> um and actually another one was the saskatoon club i remember getting to the t i think it's day two of the tourney it was the original setup and i remember getting to the first t and that's when like the puke started to hit me and i'm like oh no so i get up there and i can like barely swing i get the ball off the t and this little kid's caddying for someone in my group and I'm walking and I start walking to the right side where the trees are. I'm just walking and puking down the first hole. And this kid like looks over and he's like, what is going on with this guy? He, he won't stop puking. So I puked all the first hole middle of the round somewhere. There was a par three and I went back in the bush and the guy's trying to hit and all you can hear is my puke hitting the ground while he's swinging and I'm just like, th th those are just times that each one of those reminded me, like, maybe next year you shouldn't drink. And then by the time I was 35, it it resonated a little. <laughs> All righty, Nolan. Uh, quick question. I got a note from a guy mentioning uh, your first city am at the Murray. Uh, you were playing with a guy. You hit a miraculous second shot on 18. His first big win since he hung up the bottle. I was very happy for him. Great to see him overcome and succeed. Thoughts or um, any explanation on the big win? It, it, yeah. In a personal uh, things that I've done, like City Am, I mean, you still get some good players. That, that'd be Ty Wright that wrote that. Um, uh, I don't know. It, it was great because Ty wasn't, he was more supportive after it was all done than I ever expected. And it felt really good. Um, I go in these tournaments and I, like I said, for years and years, and I'm just kind of there. Uh, but it's usually like I previous said, like it's hard to be in a tournament when your goal is to go get drunk and then maybe I'll show up the next day right. or, you know, like you're just, you're there for the party, not the golf. And that's when um, the first time I even had any kind of lead, I think I had a two shot lead on Ty uh, after round one at the Royal. I think I was a couple under go to the Murray 
and like for whatever reason i wasn't nervous i was just like because i'd been playing some good golf i just believed in myself and first hole at the murray like easy hole Thai eagles i par okay now we're even then we go to hole two Thai birdies i par now he's one up on me <laughs> after two holes and like Ty knows how to win. He is a very good player. And for whatever reason, that day, I just never, never hit the panic button. And I kind of just stuck around all day um, and got back. And we kind of just back and forth. We weren't lighting it up. We were probably even or one or two over. And he, on 17, it's a drivable par four. He drove it. And I remember uh, I was just left of the green. So I had to come on first and I chunked my chip. And I'm like, are you fucking dry humping me? Like, get your shit together. You need like, so I get my shit together and I chip one on fairly close. So I love how you said fucking and then dry humping. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's yeah. That, okay. Is that wrong? That caught me. <laughs> that was brought to you by directs <laughs> so so then he has this long putt for eagle and he hits a shitty putt and i'm like jesus like i'm i might even pick up a stroke here but ty like gets his shit together and he drained probably like a five to eight footer and uh and i had like a couple feet knock it in now we're tied going to 18 and i think i had the t and usually when you're feeling pressure, your your swing gets shorter. You tend to do, like I do anyways, I tend to hit these little snaps. So I get up there and I snap it left. And there's trees along the left with a creek. And I'm like, I might be in that creek. Ty hits it right down the middle. And I remember I had a buddy caddying for me. And uh, we go into the trees and like, you know how it it goes straight uphill at the green there? And there's all those evergreens in front of the the green. And he's like, so what are you going to do here? You think like chip out? And I look, I'm like, man, if I hit it down and under there and up and and <laughs> and cut it, I think Don't I could you. get it on. And he's like, you sure? I'm like, yeah, like I actually think I could do this. I ended up hitting it to like, I think a foot. Like nobody knew where I was watching from the green. Ty hits a bad shot short of the green. He ends up making bogey, and then he kind of came up to me when I had my birdie putt, and he's like, knock that in, man. And so I did, and and he was just super supportive. It was awesome. It was a great moment for me just to realize, especially with, like, the drinking. I, I understand I have a drinking problem, um, and and it was just nice to know that not drinking, there right. there's great things on the other side uh you're not worrying about what you did the night before all the shit that comes with it there's there's life after drinking that was really a spot where i'm like i think i should get back into this golf scene like a little more than i was before and it, i love it like i absolutely love love golf like i remember one day i was sitting <laughs> i don't even know if i should tell it sitting in the kitchen like doing dishes and i'm thinking to myself man i love golf and i'm like sheen like to my wife i'm like i i just love golf <laughs> and then i'm like oh man she's like 
she was probably thinking I'd say I love her. Yeah. And then I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm like, I love you more. I do. I love you more. But yeah, all it, this. It, dirty but, but then I'm like, but it's close. <laughs> all this hey. laundry and diapers tell me you love golf too. Oh yeah, yeah. So hey. so no, you I know, have hey, a question, Drew. Right before, I, I do. I right know, before, I wanna... before uh, Sheena just loved the story of us on air now. So she know she's not mad at you. She loves you. And she loves you. <laughs> doing a podcast right now at seven o'clock uh, evening time with his two boys at home. Troy, go ahead. No, I was just going to ask Sean. So, I mean, you're, you're playing in that tournament, right? Uh, yeah. You, you guys are friends off the golf course, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I've played it against time. My most yeah. of my life. So to our listeners, I mean, is there animosity between you two on the golf course, like you said, you were up by two. He drains the eagle, you par. He birdies, you par. Are you like? Can I answer this, man? Really, like, <laughs> we're buddies. Can't you just let me win one for a chance? Like, <laughs> like, is there that kind of mindset? Do you know what I mean? Like, are you guys not friends on the golf course? I guess. Can I answer this no. one? Anti, because these two fuckers, man, they're both so competitive. It's unbelievable, and I love playing in the groups with those guys because they are gamers, and it's life yeah. or death. You know what? I think I think my opinion is for me, it's not. It's just my goal is is me and get the ball in the hole. If if you screw up, I, I yeah. mean that's on you. You, you don't you don't want to be sitting there and like hoping shitty things for them. But you tell me one competitive person that doesn't sit there and think that they want their opponent to fail. Like you do. You you have to. Like you want to win, right? And you need good breaks and you need like, and that might be them not hitting a good shot. And those are your opportunities to step up and hit a better shot. And I, Ty's always been such a good player. And a lot of the good players I have a lot of respect for. So just to be able to beat a guy of that caliber was, was awesome. But and, and, you know, and then I've played against them in the years following too. And, you know, the next year, I think at provincials, when I was second to go to, uh, on the provincial team, Ty won it. And I played with Ty the last round. And I think it was like four back, but like, he just had another gear, put the pedal to the metal. And I remember like chasing, like, oh, I'm kind of in there. I'm only two, maybe four back. Something could happen. And then I remember him chipping in on this one hole. I'm like, holy fuck. Like he's relentless. Like he just like, even though he has that cushion, he still wants to add to it. He doesn't want to get complacent and be like, you know what? I could just walk this thing home. He wants to keep competing. And that's what like good competitors do. And also what I love when I play with him is his old man's on the bag, Larry. And Larry is such a good guy. So kind and NHL like, alum. yeah, NHL alum, just, you know, he's, all, he's fun to be around. Um, and it's nice to see the two of them. They they're talking, Ty's usually talking the most yeah. <laughs> and Larry just <laughs> listens, but it's just great to see the two of them out there hanging out and spending time together. Um, Larry's been on the bag for Ty, not all the time, but he's quite a few tourneys and it's just cool to see. So. You know what's pretty cool to add to that before Tori jumps in is like so Noller talks about that and like you know winning and you know playing against Ty and what it means and all that. When I won in high school golf, for example, 
it was on the wall. It was tie right, tie right, tie right, tie right, Brian right, Brian right. Finally got my name on that wall, but to be like with those two guys, because Brian was a player too, from what I recall. But like, yeah, I played against him. He was. He just. Goes, I mean, you get right to me. So it was pretty cool to be like on that wall with two guys, and one guy's in the Hall of Fame. Um, but yeah, more or less, pretty cool. But yeah. Troy, Troy, it's it's kind of like uh, well, I'll use an example, much like um, Ryan's brother was just saying. <laughs> Had to slip that in. Just, there. just so you know, Tori always calls me my brother's name, and that that is probably one of the biggest insults ever. That is the funniest thing ever. We'll tell that story in a bit, but um, like one of my best, well, probably my Dave, Dave and uh, Ty Frank are probably my two best golf buddies. But like, if we're playing in a tournament together, I want to whip their ass. I don't yeah. want them to play bad. Yeah, but I. I want to beat him by one kind of thing. So, so like, but afterwards we're going to go for beers, wings, whatever. Fuck. Like, it's like the round never happened, but while you're in it, it's much like, it's, it's like hockey players. Yeah. You play against your brother in hockey. You might square off, but you're, you're still pals right. after. Okay. But here's my thing. So if I'm out with my buddies playing golf, right. Right. Me and Scott, you're out having a round of golf with dad or whatever. Right. You guys are all competitive players, have been. I watched Scotty put one in the drink. He's pissed off, throwing his club or getting fucked bullshit. I hate this fucking game, blah, blah, blah. I'm not cheering for that, right? I'm not like, I, I'm kind of being like the consoler saying, hey, you know what? You could be at work. You could be with the wife and the kids right now. Just move <laughs> on to the next shot. When you oh, guys That's are a bad thing. When you guys are playing the competitive golf in tournaments, for example, Tori, you put one in the drink and you're playing against Sean or Drew. Are they doing the happy dance around the green going, yeah, okay. That's no, in so your perfect. in your head, Leave you're below. doing, you're just, yeah, they'll build, they're digging their own grave by, they'll get off course and not be thinking hey. straight. If, if they lose their shit, I'm not there to console them. I'll talk to them later and laugh at them about it and probably tell some buddies what they did. But like, hey, yeah. me, and, me and Sean are good, uh, we're going to match play partners and we've sat behind the greens watching other teams just fold and we're like, yeah, so no one can hear us, but that's why. You, we're you, I mean, like, yeah, like, no, I guess like not, 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 not to cut you guys off, but I'll tell you what, like this past summer, uh, long story short, dad picked up golf like crazy this year. I was so proud of him. And I know drew was too. He played so many rounds this year. He absolutely loved it. Good and time. he's the type of guy that if he duffed one, which, you know, at his age, he's going to duff one. He'd get so mad. So mad, and it's just like, dude, you're retired, you're golfing, you're not with mom, you're not out doing some project, you're on a golf. Uh, but it's Dawn. I would want to be at home with Dawn, she's a sweetheart. <laughs> Little shout out to your mom there, but no, like, like past guest Cadmus, when me and him went back and forth those two years yeah. in the mid am, we wanted to beat each other's ass. I, I, I told it straight to his face, I'm like, I'm not done yet. Like I'm not giving up yet. The year he whooped me after I whipped him the previous year, you know, I wasn't Corey, done. It, it, but it's funny. At it's, the end, I was so happy for him that he won. But I, you know what I'll tell you though, Troy. If I'm out for a casual round, like with my buds and just hitting the ball, and and like even if I'm even if I'm playing with Drew though, and he has a meltdown, and but we're just 
plan uh, together, I might just tell them like, man, relax. Like, what what are you so upset about? It uh, we're out here for right. shits and giggles. So it depends on what what you're out there trying to do. Um, but yeah. and, and again, it's... if if you're playing with somebody who's just started or they're an eight, and this is why people are like, they'll they'll say to you, ah, you're too good to play with me, and I'm like. No, like, man, I'm here to hang out with people. You you shoot a million and you can cheat. I don't care. Unless we have money on the line, then I care. But if we don't have money on the line, we're there for fun. Like, pick up your ball when you want. I really don't care. I'm there to have fun. And then when they get mad about shots that most people can't even hit, I I go, how many rounds a year do you play? Five. Okay. And what's your hand? 18. Okay. Put all that together. Like your expectations are unrealistic. Like bring yourself down a little and and maybe have little smaller goals than, you know, to hit every shot perfect. It's just not happening. See, and you said that so perfectly, Sean, because this past year was the first time ever in my life. And I mean, I golf. I'm not, I'm not like you guys where you golf 50 plus rounds a year, but I joined a men's night, right? And I got my handicap down to an 11 and I was so happy about that. Like an 11 for me, so happy. My buddy, he only started golfing six, seven years ago. And he is neck and neck with me now. And his main goal is to beat me on a golf course. And I use that as fuel now. I'm like, it's not happening today, pal. It's not happening <laughs> right. today. But be, sorry. And, and, and he damn near came close this year. He was down by one. But, you know, this past April, we were Who is in... it? Give him a shout out. Scotty D. Scotty D. He's a friend, <laughs> friend of the show. But, you know, this past April, shout we were out. down in Palm Springs, and I met a golf coach online via Instagram, Dave Fink. I know no past free guest. ads, Drew. Past uh, he was on episode. Was it an app called Plenty of Golfers? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was not. He's an actual uh, golf coach out of Los Angeles, and he took yeah, us I to... I just got that. Okay. <laughs> he, he, he took us to... Uh, what the hell course is that? PGA West, right? PGA yeah, West, yeah. And he asked me on that day, he goes, what's your goal? And I said, to shoot sub 90. Sub 90, that's all I wanted. I shot an 84. I parred the hardest hole in the course and I birdied the second hardest hole in the course. You know what? That, to me, was my highlight. I could have shot 142, lit- but the guys that want to beat you, the guys that you know are like, okay, you're behind. Here, hold on. I'm going to add this right now. Here. Okay, but you're you're sorry you're explaining the addiction to the game right. and it's not competing at a super high level or at any level you're basically competing with yourself and you've seen what you can do in the past and you're always wanting to get out there and beat it then you got a buddy that's involved and now you're starting to compete with each other right so it, it, there is a competitiveness to it but there's also you're able it's like hockey can't go out and like challenge yourself to a game <laughs> like it just doesn't work only, or, only it, when i played against you that's it because <laughs> there's like no goalie was there like empty netters all night it's point night but my point is is like you're gonna show up and be like all year i'm in um well you're an 11 cap your grind now is like i got it so every round you're done i guarantee you're like oh i can't wait to enter this score and watch my handicap move around and so it right. it's not about these tournaments and from a lot of golfers. It's just I want to do better than I've done before. And then also proving to myself that I can improve at this sport. 
that and, being and, said, and, how come you haven't called me up for Rona Golf yet? I have two kids. Right, <laughs> no, I tell you what, a lot of my golf, I got to pick my spots. I like to play in as many tourneys because I love, love competing. Like, I love the people. I love the pressure. Uh, I just, I don't know. It's, it's just something I love. So I'm always trying to go in events as much as possible. And then if I, I, I don't seem to have as much time for casual rounds. And it's a little harder to explain to my wife why I'm going out today. But we are planning around, if not indoor, right? Me, you, Drew, and who's going to be our fourth? We got to get Papa Rick or Scotty D, one of the two. Who no, was no. it though? Didn't we have a foursome picked out? Uh, I'm not sure. It was so long ago. It's it's tough to explain <laughs> to the wife you got to sneak an extra sixty rounds in, you know, after the parents. <laughs> Honey, I can't be spending all this money and not competing. That's the other thing. Like it's a it's a hobby that just costs money. Like you don't win. Amateurs can win cash now, but I mean, you're basically getting gift cards. And after you've been in enough events, you have enough yeah. shit that you don't need more. So really, the only thing that you're getting out of it is like the juices flowing and well, like all that that title you got in the background there. Where is it? Show it up for everyone here. Yeah, oh, hey. Oh, yeah, I'm only here. showing this because it's super cool. But well, this course, one, man. the belt. Like, this is a heavy belt. If you're listening right give, now. Give her an angle, Sean. Give her an angle so everyone can see it. If you're there listening you oh, on uh, what's Troy's face on there now. If you're listening, yeah, I know. but not watch on YouTube, Sean right now is ho holding up the, the Laurie member-dressed belt. Is that correct? Yeah, from the Wascana. It's so, uh and who was your partner? Who did you beat? Uh we were end up going in a playoff. That was one they have free booze at that. <laughs> so <laughs> it's two days free booze during the round. So I think I made it three holes without having a drink. <laughs> and then oh, because I birdied the first two, and my brother gets super excited when I make birdies. Like, you know, rise kind of, but if you make a birdie on his team or you're winning, like he smiles a lot. It's a hard so, high five, too. Yeah, so I made first three holes. I birdied the first two, and then I looked down at our our beer they give us. I'm like, what should we do with these? I'm like, I, I'll just have a couple. And then uh, I don't, don't remember really the end of the round much. Uh, and then we went went to a playoff, and Rye just finished it on his own. But it's it's such a it's super fun event. It is competitive because some better teams go in it. But when I walked in there and they showed that they had belts, I was like, Oh man, like I want to win. Like those are so cool. I remember, okay, I remember the here. time I saw Ryan Tori? smile. Hold on here. Tori. Was it, was he about Tori? to light up a smoke? <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think I've seen him smile once, which is kind of on par with me. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's hold right. Up, John, yeah. Hold up. Yeah. Troy and Tori speaking of all this booze. Here's a quick word from our sponsors. Introducing Last Mountain Distillery's newest whiskey creation, Salted Caramel Whiskey. They took their award-winning wheat whiskey, infused it with real decadent caramel from filigree potries and fleur-de-sel sea salt. The result is a whiskey lover's treat, a whiskey that has a touch of fresh, creamy caramel and vanilla. Enjoy neat, on the rocks, or in a cocktail. Available at the distillery, or through their online store just in time to share a glass over the holidays. 
Last Mountain Distillery, Saskatchewan's first micro distillery. All righty, we're back. Absolutely, Last Mountain Distillery. Check them out today. Unbelievable booze, vodka, rye, rum, distilled in Saskatchewan, in Lumsden. Check them out. Also sold in like every liquor store ever in Saskatchewan. So check them out today. Boys, where are we at here? Let's go. Uh, maybe we might have a couple questions from the gallery. Not yet. Yeah, I think I I've have... talked too much. Some of my no, stories might I suck. I have a couple of uh, stories here I want to ask about. One is uh, gambling stories. Most, most you've won, most you've lost. Uh, quickly, if you want to answer those, Sean. Well, it's probably not quickly. This one, like on the golf course, it's it's <laughs> it's not a. It's actually surprising for the amount I like to gamble, and I almost don't like to play without something on the line. Right. And the reason for that, I just feel like it gives you more grind, even if it's. Okay, yep. 10 bucks isn't fun either, but like something to make you feel the juices flowing. So I don't know, like it, it's not a lot. I mean, maybe I've lost ones I remember for sure, like four or 500 bucks and maybe one, two, 300 bucks. But one, one, uh, one time when I like I had originally quit drinking because I have an addictive personality. I went to my brother's house and he was having a party. And so uh, we started where I wasn't drinking. I'm like, I don't know what am I going to do here for fun? So they got washer set up. So I go and I start playing washers with this guy who has washers at his cabin. So anyways, we're playing. It starts. We're playing for 10 bucks. Then the game's 25. I have not. Sean, I got to cut you off. Yeah. For a non-professional golf player. What the hell are washers? So like a washer that you would, um, like a, a washer. Like are you talking for a like not, 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 yeah, washers? like they're big like washers. Like a piece of like, hardware. Yeah, okay, okay. The little hole no, okay, in the middle. I know what a big... washer is, but I, I was trying no, to. No, but it's the shape, it's the shape of the washer too, because there's all kinds, right? Okay, okay. These are like bigger discs with the little hole in the middle. Yeah, 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 you, okay. You throw them at a board that's on a slant with a backer and a little hole in it. Got so you sit there and you just chuck washers. So it's like a carny game. It is. It is like a carny game. So I played this guy probably 10 times. I've won nothing. He's beat me every time, but I'm so frustrated. I'm like, I'm due. I'm due. I think I owed him 500 bucks and I'm like double or nothing. I owe him a grand double or nothing. I owe him two grand. I'm like, okay, one more time. I and I'm like, I'm do I'm sober. And he's probably getting more and more wasted. And I go, okay, one more. And I lose. I'm down four grand in washers in my back in my brother's backyard. And I'm like, oh my God. Like he's not gonna let me keep going. I'm like, let's make a deal. And he goes, Okay, well, what's the deal? I'm like, I'll pay you right now. I'm paying two grand and we're done. And he goes, done <laughs> so i'm like i pay him i wire him this money it's like 30 minutes later and i'm in my brother's house and he's walking around with this phone waiting for this money he looks at me he's like i'm still not got nothing here i'm like and i'm so mad i'm like would you chill the fuck out like it's coming like i sent it <laughs> so anyways we end up i pay him out and we end up going golfing together the next day or two days later he shows up 
and it's not nice out. He's got a brand new $200 rain suit on. He bought a new putter. He's got all this new gear. I'm like, oh, yeah. And he's like, yeah, I just had some extra money lying around. I'm like, oh, man. I'm like, okay, so we'll play for some money today. And he's like, nah, man, I'm not feeling it. I'm like, are you kidding me? You just peeled me, like, in, in not even golf or anything, like, in washers. So anyhow, he didn't, he wouldn't play me in a game or I, we got a little game going. I won like 60 bucks off him. So that, that was like, uh, and I do have some other stories like gambling at the casino, but <laughs> I, I've got an addictive personality. As I know that one older, for I, sure. Huh? I know that one, the casino for sure. That's There's a, a couple, but anyhow, as I've gotten older, I appreciate my money a lot more. It's not like I have this money to gamble either. It's almost like the 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 rush of like losing all your money is exciting for some reason. Not anymore because now I have a, a wife and kids to, to answer to and I want to provide them. So I'm not out there like gambling like a moron anymore, nor do I go out and like uh get super smashed up if i do have some drinks i'm usually like i'm home by like eight or whatever but anyways but, yeah you know this coming spring summer what you can bet on right or throw bets out 72 pack of uh pampers yeah that's expensive exactly right Especially yeah you could diapers. press di you could press diapers L be like little, little pressing you like little, six little diapers here formula yeah Hey, yeah. I remember one time, one time, <laughs> Sean, I'll, I'll leave it to this, but he goes, Drew, let's, let's go for lunch. I'm like, okay, sweet. We, <laughs> he takes me to the brew house for lunch and we have dinner. And, uh, he's like, uh, he bought the meal and he's like, okay, now we gotta go to the casino. I'm like, what? <laughs> he, he, he lured me to the brew house for a free meal. And then no, I, no. Yeah. Remember the one time I just got super wasted at the casino by myself and I made you come pick me up and watch me play? Yes. Yeah. But <laughs> the other time was. I like, it was like, Drew, I can't drive and I'm gambling. You got to come get me. And then you showed up. I'm like, Drew, what are you doing here? <laughs> Even though I invited you. <laughs> He he literally brought me from the bros to the casino. I'm like, oh, I should have known. Yeah, but no. It's all good. Yeah, that's a bad place. Let me tell you, <laughs> gambling in the end, you just do not come out on top. I've learned that. But there are uh, lots lessons, of things like I'm not the, proud of. But Lessons for the young kids are gambling and alcohol do not mix. Don't do, do drugs. Don't <laughs> gamble. Um, don't drink like a moron yeah okay. some of the things i'm going to try and pass on to my children but knowing children they won't listen all right well, let's go to our rapid fire questions brought to you by the tower tap house 1124 in estevan saskatchewan got great food great service great people great environment come on down check it out pete and the boys at 1124 tower cafe in tap house estevan saskatchewan here we go Rapid fire questions. Tori, Troy, myself will rip off some uh, questions here. I know Troy has some from the Instagram page. Tori has some from his awful smart mind. And I have some of my own. Well, Donnie, Donnie Urin wants to know how did your first match go last <laughs> year against TW and DU? 
Oh, they pounded us. <laughs> they pounded us. Like I, me and my two man partner at the Royal, we like, we're aware we're two low caps and it's a handicap event. Like, even though actually Donnie had to give up a lot of strokes, his handicap was at like the end of this year, he was like a plus 3.9, which is crazy. He's playing though. He's playing well. Oh, for sure. And the shitty thing is, and I say this to everyone, I, when my handicap's higher, I got money in my wallet. When it's lower, I can't play to it and I have nothing in it. And so that's super hard to play to. They ended up beating us. And then we were eliminated, but then later on in the year, uh, Chris Frolick's partner was busy, so he needed me to play. And who does he end up playing? It, Donnie. it is Donnie and Tarrington. And so then we ended up beating him. So that kind of felt good to get that back. And that's that's a one where, yeah, I want to beat him, but I like those guys, so I enjoy playing with them, whether it's just like, and and it's a club event, so you're a little looser and joking around, but you still right. want to win. But they they were, yeah. I I mean, afterwards you sit and you talk shit, you talk business and blah blah blah. But yeah, it was we definitely lost to Donnie and Terry. Corey, you want to go ahead? Or I want me to go. I I can read Ziggy's. What something about? <laughs> okay, I talked about. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> no, it's up your. Was it Ziggy that sent it the first experience at the, yeah. at the teams? So four but years ago, Sean told this story. I um, did. He'll tell and it I tonight, told... and he'll tell it four years from now again. <laughs> so, yeah. Keep it under nine minutes. Okay. Well, okay. Anyhow, nice, <laughs> so Ziggy and Greg Swenson. So me and Ken Wilhelm go to the SAS 2, man. We don't really know each other. Uh, but I know Ken's a good golfer. So I'm like, let's go in this two man thing. I've never been. It's the Riverside. I'll be unreal. We go there and we qualify first match. We're in the champ flight. We're playing this Greg Swenson, Ashley Zegeman. Neither of them are big guys. They don't pound the ball out there. And I'm like, man, we will absolutely dust these guys. And so we get there and uh about five holes in we're like holy shit like these guys are pouring them in like they're making birdies everywhere me and ken thought we had to make maybe like five six birdies combined during the round those guys i'm sure they made over 10 we were down we lost i think it was like seven and five and and we looked at each other like holy shit man like who are these guys they ended up going on to win it. Um, and then Ken and I actually came back the next three years. We won it twice and lost in the final the third year. So we we just needed to get in our groove. But never there was uh, Ziggy and uh, uh, Swenson. They never came back for us. They were scared, I think, after they oh, saw what we could do. I like it. Drew, there's another two-time winner on the cast. <laughs> Wait, H.R. Mir now? Yeah, and Ziggy, also Ziggy. Oh, yeah, you should have maybe ask Ziggy what happened in uh, Waska Sioux when we played in the Lobstick. I think I knocked him out in the quarter or semifinal. And then we'll probably have all, I could, all I could see was a, a, a weed weed smoke <laughs> on the – like chain smoking all the way back to the, to the car. And it, he had a caddy named Tuna. They were all just like crushing beers at 9, 8, 9 in the morning smoking weed. 
I actually had a blast with those guys. I love people that come and hang out and they just like to drink beer and have fun. Like I might not drink that much, but I love watching other people drink and then shaking their hand at the end and smelling the booze on their breath. <laughs> just great, great memories. Makes me feel good. Okay, so I have a question. This isn't even a question from the gallery. Sean, I want to piggyback that. In these tournaments you guys are playing, alcohol is allowed? And, and if, they're, if they're not a provincial uh, event or uh, nationals. Now, like late in my drinking career, I started drinking earlier and <laughs> earlier in the morning. So I, I, I listened to those rules. But as I needed the drinks to like function and not feel like I was a weekend warrior, not like full time going to work drunk. But I remember going to the pub links, which was a, a, a order of merit tourney. So we weren't allowed to drink. I remember like getting to the second hole and I like pulled out my seven up bottle. I'm like, boys, everybody <laughs> here, this is booze. Is anybody telling on me? And they're like, well, we'll have to see what you shoot. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> whatever i'm like i just i could tell they weren't gonna tell on me so i kept crushing booze hey agers hey, isn't that the tournament that i was not really welcome to play in this yeah i was allowed to play in it why oh because you didn't have an official cap no, and my handicap was too high yeah was it was too I, high i wasn't allowed to play in it i yeah you know that used to be a really good tourney it just with covid it and being out of the loop for three years I and all the other attorneys out there now, it might have some trouble getting back up on its feet. But yeah, well, I, I mean, that would have been a great example or a great attorney for you to go in and get a taste of it. And just, you know, Sean, the only reason I wanted to do it was because it's just about a year ago we got some bad news, right? And that's yeah. why I was like, I want to play this tournament. I want to play this tournament. So I went yeah. and bought a golf net and started watching Tiger Woods' old coach from 1992 and blah, 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 whacking golf balls into my roof and everything. And I go to play. They're like, "Yeah, no, you're you're not." So, so Here, here's your here's your entry feedback. Thanks for. Anyways, uh, we can talk me. about that for sure. I think if there's a tourney you want to go on, you should let us know. Like one of the anybody here, and we should be able to go talk to somebody and be able to get you in. Like especially that one where the attendance was down. Right. They should be encouraging people like that to come out. So, uh, well, maybe yeah. this coming summer I'll be member guest. I can be your guest, eh? I can't. My I, my brother would would freak out. He might even beat me up. Well, that was like the most nicest answer of saying no. You suck. well, if Anyways, it was a hey, if, if it was a buddy, then I'd be like, but when it's your brother, you know. And I think Drew plays at the Royal, doesn't he? He won't even ask me either. Well, but anyways, this, Mac, this year I'll Mac, have a leave of absence. I'm sure. Mac, Mac oh Turlock, yeah, Mac Turlock. Mac oh, okay, from, yeah. Uh, Twitter wants to know. He's actually he's got from two... TG Marketing Free Ad. <laughs> okay, well then, uh, I don't know which one I should take here. Not that. Who who is your favorite employee? Uh, it's probably Brenda. <laughs> okay, and his second question. Sorry, Mac. Who's my there. second favorite employee? No, no, no. Uh, uh, Ryan. His, <laughs> his second question. I said tough luck, Mac. He wants to know your dream foursome, but has to be only people from Regina. Oh, man, I play that foursome every year. It's me and my dad and my two brothers. Yeah. Yeah. One, once a year on yeah, once a year on Father's Day, we we all get out and play and it's always uh, 
it's a lot of fun. I think sometimes my dad being as competitive as he is, he loses sight of why we're there. Like he is, <laughs> uh, text me after a round been like, sorry, I played bad. <laughs> and I'm like, you're playing with your kids and you're 73. Like, come on, man. Like, let's change the focus of enjoying each other's company. So anyways, that, that, uh, yeah, that's it. Two part question here. Uh, two different people. One, uh, from just the, the cloud, we'll call it. Do you want to, you didn't mention it last podcast four years ago, but the Tor Hill, uh, incident, uh, public. (laughs) Should I probably should, should I, Oh, well, should I use any names? I won't. Anyways, I played with this guy. So there's three of us in the groups and on, on hole two, he goes, uh, he's got this sour puss. He goes, you know what this is? And it's a Mickey. And I'm like, no, tell me. He goes, ah, it's birdie juice. Every time I get a birdie, I get a shot. I'm like, oh, that's great. So we get to hole seven and I see him throw his <laughs> Mickey down. It's empty. He hasn't had a birdie yet. <laughs> so he's he's just piled. No birdies, but he gets birdie juice. The way I understand is you got to get a birdie first. <laughs> so we get to the ninth hole. And luckily it was at the Tor Hill. And right at the ninth green, the skies opened up. It rained. So we went in for a rain delay. And and he he goes missing. And I'm like, I, I don't even know if he's still here. Might be. I don't know. Uh, I don't even know if we'll play again today. Anyways, it gets nicer out. They send us back out and he shows up again. And uh, uh, he's been gone for over an hour, if not two. And now he looks real messed up. Like he's smoking weed now and drinking for sure. So we get, we get, we get to the, the 10th hole. And like, he can barely walk. And I'm like, what is going on here? He's hitting in puddles. He's fluffing his ball. By the 13th hole, me and the other guy in our group are a hole ahead of him. But he's Keep still in mind, our group. Everyone, everyone, this is a tournament event. This is a tournament. Yeah, it's a Google. legit tourney. So we're literally a hole ahead of him, but he's in our group. Because like, I'm sick of waiting for him. We get to 17. He's a lefty. He's got a dart in his mouth. He's trying to he's trying to tee up the ball and his ashes fall in. And he's like laughing. Can't get the ball to stay still. And then he duffs it. So finally, like we get to 18. Neither, nobody in this group is winning it. Just trying to get it, the round done. And I'm like, I cannot wait to get home. I'm babysitting this whole nine holes with this guy. So we get to 18. <laughs> he goes... And it's a super short hole, hits it right of the green and two, chips it over into the bunker, out of the bunker, across the green, back on, doesn't rate the bunker, gets on the green. He's got like a three-footer, misses it, goes to tap in the other one, misses again. Then he taps it in with his hand. (laughs) And people are watching because it's the last hole. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I'm not even going to rack this guy out. Like, I'm just... I'm just going to count his hand pat as a stroke. <laughs> so we leave the green. I'm like, I'm just going to count your hand backhand. That's just <laughs> going to be a stroke. So then we get and we're watching the rest of the groups come in. And I'm like, yeah, like that that bunker's not even raked. And I look at him like, you should go rate, rate that bunker. I'm like, he's like, I wasn't in that bunker. He was so blacked out. He forgot 10 minutes ago he was in the bunker 
So he ran out and raked it. I mean, it's a Tor Hill bunker. So you're basically pushing around rocks. But like that was the worst experience (laughs) watching someone be drunk. Usually I enjoy that. I can't even remember his name now. Should we say it? No. Okay. (laughs) Yes. No, I'm kidding. Hey, carry on. Anyways. If you don't remember it, I probably don't know him. You you wouldn't uh, know him. He's a he's a more of a local guy. So Actually, what, you might. Anyhow, it, in your opinion, what's the most underrated golf course in Saskatchewan? Oh, hey Tori, can we add on that because Darren Dupont had the same question, but it's I want to hear the rankings of the SAS top ten golf courses heading into twenty twenty four. So we can kind of that's a fucking long list. Yeah, ten, that's that's too many. You ask him for ten. 10 courses we might be here till midnight <laughs> we don't have 10 courses in the province <laughs> i uh, honestly um since top our three. last top huh? three top yeah three. Since, top three i'll give you a, maybe i'll give you a five whatever i'll give you a few i would say since we last um uh did this podcast i i listened i hadn't played white bear before that's not on there um i have played waska Sioux. Is that, that is hundred percent on there, huh? Is that because we lost money that day at White Bear, you and I? No, because I don't play it. I know none of the lines, and like those green, like I just walk away mad. It's not the like it's all a you different need. Course, all you but... need at White Bear is a six iron and a putter and a sixty degree, and you can ace that course. Sean and I were one up after one. We're like, oh yeah, it's gonna be a good day, and then it <laughs> got tighter and tighter and tighter. But oh, oh boy. yeah, I'm like, whoa, it's it's not this easy. Um. Yeah, I would say, like, uh, I, I don't have an order. I'd say Nippowin, Elk Ridge, uh, Kenosi. Goulet. Uh, yeah, oh, Goulet. What a – I love that track. <laughs> no, I – actually, I, I don't mind it for what it is. It's an executive course. And I actually <laughs> feel like I bombed the ball there, like – I feel like that par five I can hit an iron into. I just feel like I'm huge. Yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> that's why it's on your top five. Uh, Riverside would be like easily. That's probably the the number one. And again, like Regina around here, I, I wouldn't even rate any of these courses top five. We, we don't have great golf around here. It is what it is. I'm partial to the Royal and the Wascana because they're kind of home for me. I really do like them. But, um, yeah, and there's some I haven't played. Like, PA, I've only played once. Like, I, I thought it was great, but, like, I want to play it. A f- I always find, like, a course is interesting the first time you play it, and it's a different kind of interesting the 10th time you played it. But because you've kind of started to learn some of the greens or where to hit it. And and so each time is a little more enjoyable. And then, like Troy said, each time now my goal is to beat the last time I was at that course. So you have your little challenges within each course as well, not your just overall score. It's it's funny. The first time I played Waskasu, it was just a, a practice round. I, I played with, we mentioned him before, T. Frank. Played a practice round before my first lob stick. And I got done, and I was just like, I don't see what all the rave is about. And by the end of the week, I was like, I never want to leave this place. Like, it just that, some course wrong. And PA Cook, yeah, it's a lot like that. First yeah. time I played it, I was like, all right, like it's just that. It's like holiday party. 
and now I can't I can't wait to play at PA. Yeah, I I couldn't agree with you more. Like I was just gonna say, Waska Sioux. The way I saw it the first time I played it, and the way I see it now is very very different. And the first time I played it, I wasn't like wowed and and like it was nice. I was like, this is what everyone raves about. And now I'm like, man, I love it. And just the area around the pro shop and the big trees and just like the the feeling around there is just it's it's like no other. And obviously it helps go in there and winning, but so, <laughs> I love it up there. It's a family vacay now. If anyone forgot, uh, this is still rapid fire questions brought to you by <laughs> Tower Cafe, the Tap House. I, one more. I, I, I got to cut out here shortly. Okay. Sorry. I have, I have totally interrupted Tower Cafe. That's all right. You just have to explain that to Pete. Uh, reminder, Tower Cafe, Tap House, 1124 S-Fan Sask. Here with Sean McNall, episode 144. Question here. Ask Noller with the changes coming with golf balls, will that now bring the water into play off the tee for him on hole eight at Royal Regina? <laughs> Who would say that? Because there's, it's like, it's well, actually it like 120 yards off the tee. Uh, who is that? Neil McDougal. Oh, yeah. He knows it. He knows it. Yeah, I might have to lay up there. Wedge hey, three wood. So uh, after, after reading that, we probably should know this, I guess, but uh, we've talked a lot of hockey lately. Uh, what do you mean changes the golf balls? You didn't know this? Is it? Don't you run a golf podcast? I just said that. I just chirped myself. So yeah. Like, oh. it... <laughs> so they're trying to roll back the distance on the golf ball. They find that everybody's starting to hit it too far. Oh, okay. The, so the, Rory, so, yeah, so, okay, yeah. Some sorry. of the art for the pros, I you know what? here's my opinion on it since we're on a golf podcast that some of the defense to it is a lot of the golfers in the world, they don't need the ball driven, like pulled back receding how much, how far it's going. But the guys I play with and like you drew, you bomb the ball, like hole one at the Royal, you're driving it. It's 340 yards. Right. Like you've turned that course, that course with most guys I play with now is a pitch and putt. Like I am hitting a little further, but I'm still, man, I'm 50 yards behind you. So for me, I, I actually still love the idea because I feel like it it will bring me closer to the guys right. yeah. hitting it longer. They're going to have to hit some longer clubs into greens, which I think is, is definitely a difference. I'd say the quality of amateurs with them going to school and the training now is way better. The technology. So like you're going in, like I would never in my wildest dreams think I could finish a tournament under par. It happens now regularly because of the, the technology um, and, and the, the, the distance you're gaining and the competition. Uh, so I actually think it's not the worst idea. I just feel like golf courses, you can only lengthen them so much um, before it just becomes ridiculous. Like, what are you playing? Eight, 9,000 yard. Yeah. Round? Like that's where's, where's the land you're getting. And like, how many people can actually play that course? Now the top guys in the world, that's it. Like the thing, yeah. the thing about that is there's so much, only so sorry. Why did I say so much? Only so much room <laughs> like of land to have on a golf course right the more land you have the more expensive it is 
the more expensive it is, the less golf. The more expensive green fees are going to be. And now you're asking these guys who are paying more expensive green fees to right. have to, let's say they bought 12 dozen balls last year because they're like, well, I'll just load up. They have those Christmas deals from, we'll say, you know, whatever XYZ company. Now they got to buy new balls if they're going to play competitive. So, so, it, so it, part of me, it part should of, just be professional, in my opinion. So that's the other thing they could do. Oh, this I is mean, going you, everywhere, you, right? Okay. Huh? This well, is going amateur too and everything? Well, they say high end amateur events. Right. Which so would be like here's your my point. Canadian okay. Am, USM, okay. Northeast Am, like all, all this, like the big boys. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You're, you're not going to play an Am event and switch to that ball for that event if you're an Am player. You're going to play all year with it because you don't want to go to an event and right. be like, I'm 20% less now. <laughs> So what the way I see it is even if you did make it for everyone, make a ball that's called an amateur or something, or or you could yeah like who cares if a guy's enough. playing older balls that fly further? Like, do, do I care? Not really. If it makes it more fun for them, then great. Like I think if you could, I think roll it back, like Tori said, you could leave like regular guys that just like to go out and play. Um, let them hit whatever ball they want. Like I said, when you're out playing with your buds, how how many as a low capper when you play with your buds and they get off the course like, yeah, yeah, it was 85 there, and you're like, it's like 105, but we gave you so much shit. Like they don't actually yeah. shoot that because they're not counting everything. But I don't give a shit either. I want them to have fun and enjoy their right. time with me and on the golf course. If you think you're shooting 85, then great. Like, I just don't care. If you want to play a, a longer ball, like, go ahead. And, okay. and then, too, like, rapid your, fire questions. Uh... <laughs> well, one one quick thing while we're talking about this, I think this is a good discussion. Like, at your pro shop or your local golf store, no free ads, but like, there's <laughs> only so much shelf space. Yeah. You can't have, you know, all these companies. You name the company, there's, you know, Damn whatever, five of them. You can't have, like, the pro division, the amateur division long, blah, blah, blah. Like, there's only so much. It's almost like a chip aisle now at the grocery store. Yeah, but listen. listen different flavors. Here, here, here's the thing, though. As a, as a, a lower am, you're going to know the ball you want, and you could just order them in instead of having sh shelf space. And That's very you would, true. You would also have way less of the the lower flying balls than the other one. So you, I don't think you'd be taking up a lot of space. And and uh, if if we want to try this out this year, we could probably just steal some balls from the Royal Regina range and play with those because they're flighted. Oh man! Or the Riverside range. Or what, the, did they uh, yeah. do they have flighted balls there? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, the range. Oh, those oh, are yeah, you can make them. You can make them do S's if you want. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, got a question awesome. here. That's good to know. Thanks, Nolan. Thanks, Neil, for that question because I'm going to look into it. I saw a post today about Rory asking about uh, the flighted uh, or the golf ball, sorry, and then the change. So, uh, Troy, go ahead. Troy's got one more, and then I got one more, and then we're done because uh, we're good until the next four years from now. So, <laughs> go ahead. Oh. No, I was trying to fill time so I didn't have to do it for eight years. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Oh, I just I just wanted to know this this is a personal question. Um 
not golf related. Why like, did you call me Troy Mortar? No, keep no, it PG. If if there's a guy coming down the right wing, other than myself, yeah, where I, put, where I know I'm bully. <laughs> you already answered it. I knew what you're. But what's he gonna do? That I what I would do? I put it in the net. What's he gonna do? What's the he answer? He did put it in the net once. But the other and... ninety nine times, what's he do? Well, it's way off, off the, glass. the glass and back down. I a shot. I want to hear it hit oh, the glass. European breakout, eh? That's why I don't warm up because guys are morons. I just want to make sure that you still. <laughs> yeah, let it. me get in there nice and early so you can peg me off in the head. Like, I just you, want... you wonder why I don't warm up and then guys get mad. I just want all our listeners to know. And if you don't have that silver stick beside you, that's fine. Do you have it? The the browns one, bronze one, game. or whatever. I threw the it stick. out. Really? Okay, Let's so Sean, Sean McNall the... has like the most games played ever in adult safe hockey league as a goal. In Regina. In Regina, correct. And if you go look at the goals against and everything, it's really good. But if you ever look at the top goal score against Sean McNall, it's myself. I'm not a golfer, no. but man, I know where to put the puck on you five-hole, baby, all day are long. You, are you serious? 1,000. That's not a stat you can look up. <laughs> I looked it up and did the math no, myself. No, you didn't. I'm semi-retired. Well, there you go. You I just did. did the math yourself. Now Absolutely. I know it's wrong. <laughs> Been nice to know you on the ice for 20-plus years, Sean. You're a good I never played I never played in uh, Z3, so I was Easy. usually in like Easy. A or B. <laughs> D1's the lowest. Oh, sorry. I thought there it went to Z. No, and A, B, I kind of <laughs> had to just. I was getting older at that point in my career, right? Eh? Oh yeah. Oh, I, was oh, I remember. Point. I remember one game. I was smoking a dart on the ice, and the ref <laughs> got mad at me. He's like, "You can't be smoking out here." <laughs> do you know who the ref was? Because I do. Uh, was it you that flipped me the dart too? Yes, because you was. Gettle was laughing. Yeah, I know Matt Shambells. Was it Matt Shambells? No, Brad Gettle. Gettle was dressed oh, uh, in that game. Yeah. I, God, man. Too many memories. He flipped me a dart down and like uh, I was on the ice and I flew my mask up. I, I was drunk, so I started smoking. <laughs> and I looked over at the ref. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, we're going out after. He's like, you can't be smoking out here. <laughs> it was uh-huh. during the game. Hey, I remember asking this to Sean one time. And I was like, how, how old was I? And I first played with the TG Devils, 18, 19? 20 maybe yeah maybe and i just said hey like we're kind of like skating on the ice and doing like the funnel and you're not in the net i'm like why don't you come on the ice early for warm-ups and now i know why <laughs> i've seen the guys that we've played with high and wide off their glass oh yeah man <laughs> i'm out there to stretch that is it so so no. for you, you listeners out there and and tori's probably like what the fuck's going on here but there's one a goaltender that's sean mcnall one a and there's one b graham lawton that's the two goalies that I've seen played the most. Yeah, Lot has played a lot there ever, and yeah, both yeah, good but friends of the show. So that, yeah, you. that was that was the Twin Arenas when you like your games at night started at six. You could play three <laughs> in a row. Like you'd get off the ice, team comes up, hey, like we need a goalie. Yeah, yeah, shit, whatever. I'll stay. Then it happens again. You get three games in a night, like at the co-op now. I mean, I, I I don't even play in that league anymore because it's too late and like life has changed. But like, yeah, so I don't really play in that league anymore. 
Um, you know, it was a lot of fun though. So you mean Tim Reed and the and the fellas at uh, Real District charging eight thousand dollars a year for the Tuesday eleven thirty p.m. start times with cold water in the showers? Doesn't you know what they do have though? If you are early for warm ups, you can go for a swim because <laughs> they put so much fucking water on the ice. Like I'm usually out there with my twig, like squeegeeing all the water, so when I go down, I'm not absolutely drenched. Like you think you could, I don't want to get into it. I got a, yeah, I got a lot of uh, issues with that rink. It's such an amazing facility, like such a good facility, but is not taken care of. And and what you're doing is you got an asset that you're just, like, I can't buy a house and not look after it. Sorry, go Here, ahead. I'll, I'll put it this way. Because my, my question wasn't to be one of your favorite favorite moments from uh, the Thirsty Penguin at the Twins Arena back in the days with maybe Troy. Oh, boy. There be a lot. Probably backing up I, I into the go. fire hydrant. I got to go. I got to go. Before we ask that question, I'm just going to say, <laughs> I'm just going to say, like, for example, when I worked at, I worked at a Finney place with my offices with the Bruins here, uh, when our game's over, people are cleaning the rink. They're cleaning the stands, cleaning the wherever. The washrooms every day are 10 out of 10 clean, like the floors are clean. There, There's zero dollars owed to the facility, and there is a reason for that. Like the rink is spotless. Like I'm not saying I'd eat my dinner off the floor. Listen, it though. Cleaning the, all the time. The, the rink is clean. Like it's it's clean. Uh, it's the it's the the no, showers. <laughs> it's the roof leaking. It's so it's clean, but it's the the actual physical structure. Yeah, is, but our place has uh, and my, showers and it's yeah, it's it's a joke, man. Like you build this great facility, everybody uses it. It's a it's a hub for hockey during the winter months, and it's just really sad to see tarps and all yeah. that shit up there. Anyways, and and they don't make it economical for guys that want to play hockey when they're older. Like yeah, really you know tough. what? To be honest, if you think about it in terms of like golf is a membership of the royal, like four grand. If you think about it, it's not that expensive. You're paying under a grand a year. I mean, I know you only get 28 games and it's uh, shitty ice times, but I mean, it, it's something to do in the winter. I mean, when you're younger, you know, you don't have the money as you get older, it should be a little easier, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I've complained and, and bitched and moaned about it that, to a point where I'm like, it just, it's not going anywhere. And I got other things to worry about. Like my golf Alrighty. swing. Last question. We'll, we'll, hey, by the way, we will tag real in this post in the podcast tomorrow. Uh, Tori, go ahead. <laughs> no, don't know my address. <laughs> this my, my, my last one, which is now my, uh, I guess my go-to. Oh, WWF. I know this one. Yeah. Uh, can favorite wrestler, favorite tag team, baby. Oh, British Bulldogs, hundred percent, and I think that was uh, uh, Will's, wasn't it? Uh, I can't remember whose. It, it's been it's been said before, though. And, and I would probably say Hulk Hogan. Like I remember WrestleMania one or two. Remember when he fought Andre, and they came to the ring in a mini ring when they were coming out. Whatever one that was, number four. And, was it four? And then That's I boy, actually Troy. I ended up, is it really four? Yes, it was. And then is that when he slammed uh, Andre? Yes, it was. 
Yeah. So like Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Don't like you remember those... Bobby the Brain Heenan? In that oh rhythm? yeah. Because yeah. we had we had a guy, anybody with a similar name in our school, we were like, they must be related. We had a John Heenan. We're like, yeah, he's like, that's my uncle. Like, that's not his uncle. They just lie to each other. But uh <laughs> I I I absolutely love like old school wrestling because I watched it and then I actually got to meet Hulk Hogan when I was about eight or 10 at the Regina airport. Cause my uncle worked there. And so like, I remember medium, like Wait, he's like sorry. six, eight, Sean, isn't he? Was he called thunder lips though? When you met him? No, he was Hulk Hogan. Okay. And man, like what a monster that guy, like I could not believe my, Oh, and then we went and got meet uh rowdy, rowdy Piper. He was like sitting in the restaurant eating. So we got to go sit with him and he scared the shit out of me because everything he said, he was like, ha ha. And I'm like, get me out of here. <laughs> I was so intimidated. I mean, uh, I'm a pretty big guy, but at eight years old, I wasn't. You know, it's All pretty right. cool that you got to meet those wrestlers because the only professional WWF slash E wrestler I ever met was Test. And you guys probably don't know who that is. I do. I, he I passed I, away years ago, but yeah, Test was a big man. I met him. I'm just like, wow. Yeah. I like how you guys said when when wrestling was real, because it was. It was legit. Still is. Last question. Hey, no, it's fake. Ryan. No, it's not. CM Punk's back now. Hold on, hold no. on, hold He's on. Ryan, it was good talking again. to you. I, I got to roll. <laughs> Okay. Oh, you're catching up with you, buddy. Yeah, good talking to you, Tori. Tori out. All, all I had to say, Sean, was anything to add to Lee Fairburn? Oh, yeah. That match that he wants is happening. For sure. Uh, whatever loot. Honestly, uh, Fairburn's taken me like this year for a lot of loot. But we're going to do that match. Uh, me and you against him and moves can i be the and, uh golf officiator yeah well you know what we're gonna do we're gonna we're get mic'd live. up and video it so we're you can live. be a photographer <laughs> no no he should broadcast it live he mic. he is on the mic yeah yeah oh and you gotta wear your headset like that too and like be up at the green be like gary mccord looks like it's a left or right break yeah. Okay. Oh, no. episode he's only wearing one shoe. <laughs> episode one forty four, presented wait, by. Wait, wait a minute. We're done. This is we're done. No, no. I just I just want to thank you for your time and and what you're doing oh, here. Thank you. Uh, this is awesome. Love to talk golf. I probably went on and on about a bunch of shit nobody wants to hear about, but uh, I enjoy this. I love listening to it. Uh, love your last two guests, like uh, Jeff, Will, and and. Uh, uh, Lee was was awesome. Those guys are like just down to earth, a lot of fun. They they tell it how it is. It's great. So thanks for having me on, Troy. It's great seeing you. Uh, I don't see you enough, not nearly as much as we used to, but love to get around in with you and Drew. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Sean, for joining the show. We really appreciate it. Since episode five, when you guys were doing it on the Nokia sixteen oh threes, yeah. And by the again. way, that thing was burning up. Uh, episode oh, yeah. 44, thanks Dan Noller, uh, presented by Roller Golf. Sean McNall, uh, always a pleasure, man. Take care. Thanks, buddy. Don't miss Wing Wednesday every Wednesday at Tower Cafe, Willie's Tap House, and 1124 Social House. Get three pounds of wings for just $14.95 with over 20 mouth-watering flavors to choose from, including crisp lemon pepper or saucy honey garlic. 
You can dine in, take out, or delivery. And they deliver beer, wine, and spirits directly to your door. Only at Tower Cafe, Willie's Tap House, and 1124 Social House. Visit towercafe.ca for details. Already episode 144 of the Off the Hustle podcast, presented by Roller Golf. Uh, Sean McNall, Troy uh, <laughs> might have a record for the longest podcast ever recorded, but in saying that, I don't think a story was bad in that hour and hour and a half hour change there. Thoughts no, on he, he reminded of us of a former guest with long answers, which we loved was Dave Fink, right? Ask a question and then just sit back and relax for 25 minutes. So uh, no, it was awesome having Sean on there. I've known Sean well, for 20 plus years. Um, he's got a lot of insight, especially in the game of golf locally, right? Provincially, nationally, and got some good stories i mean he he was definitely someone that you like i said you could ask a question and just let the answers just roll sit back and relax he's as uh, as, as we've seen as tory just checked out <laughs> yeah so. tory had to uh did go in here had to make some lunches for uh you know his children so totally understand that there tor but uh you know the one thing with sean though is that you're never gonna have a you know a bad time with him and if, if anyone knows him like Troy, you've known him a long time. I've known him obviously the last, you know, 15 years, I'd say. And you know him for a lot longer and experienced a lot of different things, obviously, prior to the cell phone and camera era that could get people in trouble. But uh, you know, you guys spent time with the Twins Arena and you know, you grew up in hockey and you know, I got to see him on the golf course. And this this guy's a life of the party, man. He he loves to be uh, you know, guy making everyone feel good about themselves and whatnot. So I think with him, it's uh, don't, it's don't awesome worry about too. those people behind me. They live here too. They just yeah, came yeah. down the stairs. So no worries. It's not on YouTube. This part, um, <laughs> the whole but... family made the podcast tonight. <laughs> yeah. So, but no, as, as far as uh, you know, Sean, like, I mean, he's just he's awesome to be around. He he makes everyone feel great. And you know, as you said with the golf, like, you asked some questions that some people might not know the answer to those questions, right? So based on you know carding issues or you know, how to get into a certain event or whatever it is. Like Sean knows those things and, you know. Well, not even that, Drew. It's just like, like I said, for junior golfers listening out there yeah. or, you know, guys that are 30 that want to join tournaments, I guess, check your scorecard. I didn't know those rules. Not only that, the other question too that I asked Sean, and he really answered is, if I'm playing against X and I'm Y and X puts one in the drink, does Y cheer for that? And what did Sean say? Yeah. Yes. In your brain, in your mind, you're not you're not doing fist pumps, happy Gilmore dance around the green. But I mean, yeah, I mean stuff I never knew, stuff I never knew, honestly. You know what though? It's funny. Like I was, I was gonna say, but we, you know, he, he never stopped talking. So I uh, noticed him. Lo- love you, Noller. But I was gonna say, like when I was in uh, PA at the uh, provincials, when I was in that uh, playoff hole, you know, and the guy I was, I, I put mine down the middle, and the guy I was playing with. You know, in the the one whole playoff, good dude seemed like. You know, he he blasted two two in the bush, and obviously inside, I'm like, holy shit! Like I'm going to nationals unless I completely blow this from ninety yards out, right? You know, he went on to make eight or nine or picked up, and I made four. Am I excited inside for myself? Yeah. Am I happy that he went in the bush? No. But it's me versus him. It's kind of like nature. <laughs> call it. It's it's killed or be killed right so, in, in the words of wedding crashers nature be nurture lodge nature be nurture <laughs> right so and i think that that's that killer 
killer instinct of, you know, kill or be killed. And, um, you know, do you want to be a winner or, you know, are you okay with being second, third, fourth, fifth and, and, and so on. So, and that translates with hockey too. We talk to our guys all the time about that is like, you know, Hey, there's buddies on the other team, but for 60 minutes, you hate that person. And, uh, you know, hate's a strong word, but for 60 minutes, you're not friends. Uh, it, it's two points in the line. And what are you, what are you going to do to win two points tonight? So it's all relative in sport. Uh, Sean's a, a great competitor. Uh, he mentioned like Ty Wright's a great competitor. So, um, a lot of guys are that I've, I've golfed with over the years. So the nice thing about Sean not being on the podcast right now, as we wrap this up is I can say <laughs> that I know his weakness in net five hole, baby. Anybody yeah. out there listening, if you're playing against Mr. McNall, five hole, he, he just <laughs> leaves it wide open. Come well, on inside. Hey. Boom. Goal. Speaking of that, say, I mentioned it. People might have dozed off during the podcast, but uh, no, I, uh, I'm i playing two games when I come home. I'm playing on Sunday on the 18th with my old team, Chirp City. Started it. I'm playing with the old the old team. And then I'm going to stay a couple days in, in Regina and then play Wednesday night. Just have to play 11 o'clock. Why not? Crazy not to. And then get up in the morning and head back to the Energy City. So, Play two games in the old adult safe hockey league with the with the fellows a couple of times, and then I'll come back home for uh, the holidays here. But no, prior to that though, the Bruins have uh, a three and four heading to Melford on Wednesday, and then Nipwin Nipwin, and then uh, a home game on our only home game of the month against Yorkton Terriers first time of the year, and then finish her off in Mydale against Notre Dame. So if you're in the area of obviously the southern part of Saskatchewan, Bruins are uh, looking for some uh, some wins here. Sure. Sure, be nice if you guys are playing Notre Dame. Yeah, we do play in Notre Dame. I think in like January, February, but it's only time this year. So, um, yeah, we have five games left before the break, and then you know a well-deserved break. Uh, looking forward to seeing uh, friends and family back home. So next week, I don't want to spill the beans yet because it's not one hundred percent confirmed. But I did reach out to the person I'd like to have on our show next week. Right. I'm just waiting for his response, but uh, with what's going on in the world right now in the Major League Baseball, the 2023 winter GM meetings where a lot of things happen in baseball. you got player transactions, trades, signings, free agents, Shoei Otani, uh, Juan Soto, who's supposed to, like the Blue Jays are supposed to make a market. I'm not a Jays hey, fan, but before okay, this go wraps ahead. up, go ahead. Go ahead. does Shohei Otani, does he go to the Jays? Like, do they have a chance of getting him? Oh, God, yeah. Really? Okay. Oh, I'll tell you why right now. Two reasons yeah. why. One, they're owned by one of the biggest markets in Canada, right? They got MSLE? money. Pardon me? MSLE? No, God, no. They're owned by Bell. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're pretty big. Uh, Rogers, sorry, my apologies to all our listeners. Now I'm going to get flashed. Oh, my goodness. Rogers. <laughs> sorry. Rogers. Yeah. Sorry, Bell, for some reason, I'm back on my Rogers. No, and if Shohei Otani was smart, and from what I've been watching, you know me, Drew, I'm a big baseball fan. Right. Otani already has the American market. He just played the last, what, four years-ish ish, with the Los Angeles Los Angels of yeah. Anaheim, right? He's from Japan, so he's already done what he can do. He's an amazing ball player, pitching or hitter, right? He's got the Americans. Why wouldn't you sign with the Toronto Blue Jays? You have an entire country cheering for you right now. Not only that, yeah. you could say, okay, we got Otani playing for the Blue Jays. Hey, Japan, we're going to stream all the games to Japan. You're going to pay us whatever the X heck they dollars, yeah. to stream games overseas, blah, 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 blah. 
Um, I know John Heyman, who is a big, big MLB exec who who has the insight of where these players are going to go during the the, the uh, winter meetings. They still peg the Dodgers as the favorite. Okay, he, he loves LA, right? He loves LA, but I mean. Not trying to be that guy. The Dodgers, yeah, they can win 100 plus games a year, but they're usually out the first, second round of the playoffs. Right. Blue Jays have a great team right now. They got Vlad Guerrero. They got Boba Shet. I mean, they, they have a farm system. Let's face it, Otani's going to sign a contract. It's going to be an eight to 10 year range, 500 plus million dollars a year. I have a question after you're done. You're, uh... no, you, you, absolutely. I'm just saying. So, what I'm, I'm hoping our guest can join us. I've already asked him for Monday would be Casey Stern. He used to be the host of Sirius XM inside pitch. He does his own thing. Now he's an amazing baseball analyst. He's been around the players, the coaches, the staff. He knows everything there is about baseball. So I'm hoping we can get him on for Monday. Um, He will join the show. I know that for a fact, it's just a matter of when I'm hoping Otani I'm a Red Sox fan, so I have no dog in the fight. But I'm hoping for the sake of the country, right? I hope he signs with Toronto. I think that could be just absolutely huge revenue for not only the Toronto Blue Jays, but the country. So, and I think just that is, and obviously it's a long podcast as it is, but, uh, you know, a two parter, and I talked about it today was Otani, does he go there? And two, it's also a two parter. Does his surgery affect him as a player? And would it be in a in his contract or a clause that, hey, if he can't pitch X amount or pitch at all, does that money get voided in any cost? Okay, part two to your question is no, because he's going to get Tommy John. Tommy John puts a pitcher out for roughly about a year, year and three months. Most and- times when pitchers have Tommy John surgery, they come back stronger and better. Okay. He's only 28, 29. I, I don't exactly, 28, 29 years old. So he's going to take a year off from pitching. But his hitting abilities is what really makes these teams want him. He played in the Angels organization for the last how many years? And big ballpark. You put him in a place like Toronto. Yeah. Um, I know the Dodgers are talking about him too. There's, he should easily, being healthy, not pitching, play every day. DH only, 40 dangers, 95 plus RBIs. Okay. Oh, God, yeah. 40 dangers, 95 plus RBIs, probably still 15, 20 stolen bases a year and bat around 270 to 300 in between there. The kid's only getting better. That's why this year's like winter meetings for me, honestly, are huge. And the thing with the Toronto Blue Jays is if they don't land Shohei Otani in free agency, they already said they're going to link their wagon to. Juan Soto from San Diego, the Padres, who's another amazing baseball player. So, I mean, the next week, because today's Monday, the, the the meetings, the winter meetings just started last night, uh, should be very entertaining for any baseball fan out there. Let's just, honestly, let's hope that Otani, in my opinion, signs with the Blue Jays. I just think it gives, it gives the country, you got to think, he gets Canada then. He gets got yeah. the, he's got the United States and he's from Japan. So he's got three countries. He's already like the marketing that he could do, right? 
right jersey sales he probably gets a dollar for every jersey sold you know what i mean like he could just make so much money if he was to sign in toronto and i mean toronto like i said earlier they they've got such a good team that their starting rotation is top notch they've got they've got the prospect system i mean and this has come from guy that didn't cheer for the blue jays i'm a red sox fan so um yeah no it's just nice talk talk some baseball too i mean it's december 4th december 3rd i don't have a calendar in front of me there we go december 4th i can see it um i guess we'll see what happens here in the next he has announced that he will say who he's playing for by the end of the week well i mean hey oh by the way contract wise we haven't really talked but it's the last thing i heard was 600 million come on honestly Six hundred million is what the what the bidding player. is. But there's no cap. There's no cap, Drew. There's no cap. Hey, is Tori here? Hold on one sec. Tori. Yeah. Oh, we got him on the line. He's on the line live. Oh, Tori called it. I got him on the phone. Yeah, here we go. Sorry. Tori, you're live or not, buddy? <laughs> hey, mom. <laughs> uh, you can just. Just to, finish that comment, podcast, I guess, eh? just to finish that comment, uh, <laughs> I, I just think baseball players are so overpaid, man. It's unbelievable how much money they make. It okay. is ridiculous. And I, I will cut you off right there saying this. And you know what? I played one year. I played one year of Little League, I believe. I was about <laughs> 11 years old. I was standing out in center field. And I remember the ball got hit up to me. And at that time, the Moose Jaw Air Show was going on. I was watching planes going left and right over top of me because... <laughs> At 11 years old, nobody hits it in the center field. One time, crack of the bat, boom, ball's coming at me. I caught the ball. I threw it with everything I had, everything I had. It went 120 yards in the air and 30 yards in front of me. And for the rest of that year, they called me Rainbow. I never played baseball again <laughs> because they made fun of me call me Rainbow. But I joined fantasy baseball probably 17 years ago. It's one of the most exciting sports to watch, for, 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 to watch. For, 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 no but for analytics and whatnot but as a player you got to think man you're you're getting a pitcher throwing a hundred mile an hour fastball a baseball which isn't that the much hitting bigger side than a of golf things, ball. The hitting side of things is for sure tough but like i've played baseball a couple of years and like i think i'm a good athlete now am i saying that to play in the mlb probably not but i just think the the dollar amount that these guys make is ridiculous, man. Some guys play like forty games and they make ninety million. But that's the that's the no salary cap. Now, just imagine if there was a no salary cap in the NHL. Holy crap! Well, the they Leafs. Had it. Remember the, when no, the no, no, no. I mean, no salary cap. Oh, Tori's chiming in. Oh, Tori's chiming in. Go ahead, Tori. Tori. Just saying, if you can pause for two minutes, I can get back on the Zoom. All right, dude. We'll do that for you then. One second here. All right. All right. We got uh, Tori back on here for the recap. Uh, we'll continue our baseball chat here. Uh, Troy or Tori, jump right in here. We got about seven minutes here until it's uh, nighttime for the fellows. How about them Blue Jays? <laughs> I, no, I'm kidding. I have no idea what's, well, baseball's not going on, but. Well, it is, though. I, I know you just joined, joined in here, but the winter meetings are on right now, right? So it's. Big time for free agency and trade market and what's going on. I was just telling Drew that the Jays actually have a legitimate shot at uh, signing Shohei Otani. Uh, it's been the big, big news around the winter meetings in Nashville, Tennessee. 
if they do not get Otani, there's a good chance they trade for Juan Soto out of San Diego. So they're looking to bolster their their lineup. Again, I am not a Jays fan, but being a Canadian, I think it'd be pretty damn cool if you got one of those two players in the market. Uh, I'm I'm very ignorant to this. Um, but are do they have deep pockets? The Jays, yes, like I was mentioning to Drew earlier, they're owned by Rogers. They have a lot of money. By Bell. Okay. <laughs> uh, not Bell. Rogers. Rogers. No, not hey, Bell. And like so, and Tori kind of missed what Troy was saying. So you know, our guest hopefully next week, and it'd be a great guest. And for me, it's. But here, I'll, I put it this way. I watch playoff baseball. I watch more baseball this year in the rake season. And me and Daniel watch a lot of it online. And we'd zoom in. I'd watch and he'd watch. And I got really into it to watch more baseball. You know, I watch Moneyball three times a month minimum. But without word of a lie, I love the game. I love the idea of it. There's a shit ton of games. I want to get more into it, though. But if the Blue Jays, because I like watching them. Obviously, they're a Canadian team. So trying to find a team to like. If they could land this guy, oof, boy, I mean, like that would be that might be as big as the the trade of Wayne Gretzky and traded L.A. Well, like I was saying, if Otani ends up signing with the Blue Jays, okay, so the odds on favorite bet ninety nine. You can go look this stuff up. Like who's going to sign Otani? The Dodgers are favorite at plus two hundred. I believe the Jays are third on the list. But like I was telling Drew Tory earlier, if Otani signs with the Blue Jays, not only does the team get instantly better, right? But so does the country, and so does the sport of baseball. Otani is from Japan. He's already taken America by storm. They all love him, right? He plays for the Angels. Everybody checks in. If he signs with the Blue Jays, you've got an entire country backing that guy. Yep. The, the other thing is, too, he'll be in the Eastern time zone so more people can watch him play. Right. That's that's a big thing. It sounds stupid, but that's a big thing. Not a lot of people will watch the West Coast teams in the states because it, it's for like New Yorkers all across the Eastern Seaboard. It's ten o'clock when first pitches. But see, like one people- thing one thing Otani has flat out said via his agent because his English isn't that great. He speaks a lot of Japanese. Is I don't care about where I play. I just want to win. And if you look at the Blue Jays team, where they are in ready to win. Like I was telling Drew, he's gonna sign an eight to ten year contract, excess of five hundred and fifty million dollars. He wants to win a title. The Jays are ready to win a title. America, no offense, they don't think the Jays are there. They got one of the best rotations in baseball. Their lineup is incredible. In my opinion, this this is where he should sign. Is he going to? I would say it's a 33.3% chance that's where he's going to sign. But that being said, like I said, Juan Soto, that, that's your backup plan. So Juan Soto is not going to get traded until Otani signs. So the Jays, this it looks good for them. It does. It really, truly does. I think the Jays are going to get one of these two big fish and this coming year should be an interesting year for Blue Jays Nation. Oh, that'd be All dope right. if they got him. Well, should we leave it at that then, man? And hopefully, our guest next week, and Troy's already talked to him. Who is it, Troy? 
It's uh, Casey Stern. He used to be the host of Inside Pitch on Sirius XM Radio. He's talked to every baseball player, coach, GM in the past 15 years. He's got a lot of insight. I'm just waiting for a response from him. So no promises to our guests, but I'm hoping Casey Stern will join us next Monday. I know this is his busy time of the year because of the winter meetings. So and Troy cross, did cross our fingers. And Troy said that. If it's not Monday or Tuesday, it, he will come on at some point. They have conversed over the time. So, uh, hey, fellas, um, <laughs> as we mentioned off the top of the recap, a long episode today, but Sean McNall definitely did not disappoint by any means with any story that he told. Um, and like we said earlier, he's a life of the party. He's awesome to be around. He knows a lot about golf. Um, I had a blast. Felt like it was a golfer's AA meeting for a little bit. Yes, it was a lot of information. You learned a lot about golfing and drinking and gambling and uh, the reasons why and why not to do those certain things. So uh, thanks, Dan Denaller. Uh, obviously, a free plug out to our buddy, uh, TG, uh, Sean McNall. So, uh, Troy, Tori, anything to add here before we wrap it up for the week? I think that's about all. Just can't wait for the 30th to get here for the tie to whip that Michigan ass. And uh, the miss is just waiting for the sweater, waiting for the sweater. There it is. We're still waiting for that sweater. We'll talk to everyone next week. Peace. See ya. Thanks for listening to Off the Haza podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Reminder, all our podcasts are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Be sure to check out all our channels. Like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening.